What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 new world a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. And you are in the Desert Storm Bunker with none other than EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, and the whole effing show, the CEO Negro of Fix His Minds LLC, the man that they call Gregorio Greybeard, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the chocolate Confucius, the king of kings, not only that, the presider of Fixes Binds LLC, ladies, the champion of the Ten Toes gang <laughs> members, Ten Toes up gang members, all right, too many, too many. Anyway, they call me CGA, C-God Allah, and the eight-time, sorry, ten-time demonetized champion. Ten-time demonetized champion of YouTube, all right? There we go right here. The president of the 52-point inspection program. Trying. All right. It's just too much. All right. Anyway, man, we got a great show for you lined up today. Do me a favor. Contribute to this show by hitting that like button for the best entertainment here on YouTube. Internationally known and recognized. Indeed. From Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain. And we got it going on today, man. Great show for you lined up. And today we're talking about proof why men are the ones that stay in miserable relationships. Although in conventional wisdom of the normie, it is that women are fed up. They're like, I'm fed up with this relationship. Mm. You ever see those women? I actually got a, a, a video that I was going to share with this one and I forgot to put it up here. But um, it was a, it was a, uh, a woman that's in a, a marriage. And she's supposed to be the miserable one. That's why I got divorced. I finally was fed up with this type of behavior. Let me see if I can pull up the video here early on to give y'all a preview of it. And it's, it's a video that looks like the wife's being completely taken advantage of, but it's somewhat out of context. And, uh, you know, the comment section's going crazy. This is exactly why I divorce. Men wonder why we leave. Well, the thing is, that ninja done checked out long time ago. All right. The guy was already miserable before this situation happened. In fact, I can't find the video, but it's okay. Maybe we'll find it another time. Uh, I'll find it later. But uh, what happens is people don't know or they don't show or they don't grow. They don't know that men are already miserable. Men already wanted to leave. And by the time she finally said, that's the last straw. I'm sick of this. <laughs> All right. And everybody's like, that's why we leave. That's why men don't understand the man already checked out. The man already just, he just chose his fate. He was just like, well, I guess I'll die here. <laughs> right? You ever notice that? We're going to talk about that, man. Because um, it's important. Because there's a lot of men watching me right here. There's young men, old men. There's simps, gumps, tricks, players. We got them all watching me. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of dudes watching me. They're in a miserable relationship with their girl right now. And their girl's watching me, watching you. 
All right, so you're watching me. She's watching you watching me. And she's looking at you. Why do you listen to that ugly guy? Why do you listen to that giant milk dud? All right, you know what I mean? You'd listen to that talking milk nut every week. All right. I lost my man to the red pill as bitches. Yeah, there's a lot of Mitches here. And a lot of Mitches in here, you know, they'll be in there, you know, well, not my girl. <laughs> we got Max and incels. And there's a guy right now, you're in a shitty relationship. You cannot tell me you're not. I mean, because almost all relationships end. All. Almost all relationships end. Like, they're almost never permanent. And you're in one right now. It's going nowhere. You're getting taken advantage of right now. <laughs> you're like, holy shit. But what do we do with you guys, right? What do we do? We got to tell you why you stay in these miserable relationships. Because we want you, yeah, gummy bear ninjas. We want, you, we want you to get out and get healthy. Yeah, we do. So today's show is going to be identifying, and, and to ladies, the 10 ladies that watch me every morning. Shout out to them. I want them to know that we're looking out for them as well. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're fed up in your relationship when a woman's fed up, when she's fed up. But what you don't realize is your man, your man is already fed up. He's already checked out. Indeed. So we got to talk about that just so you know. All right. The man that you're thinking of breaking up with, there's a reason why he doesn't want to break up. Like he's there, but he's checked out. We got to talk about that. I'm going to tell you why he's still with you. Anyway, we're also going to finish up our series of mistakes men and women make. This time, we're doing the decade, the age of 40s. All right, this is going to be a guy. So if you're a young guy, this is what you need to look forward to. I know you think 40s not that far away. You're like, I'm 25, coach. I'm young. It's lit. You know, I'm like, 40 is in 15 years, <laughs> right? So I don't know what you're thinking, but it's going to come up fast. It's going to hit fast. Like, you know, you're going to be cool 25, then all of a sudden 28 is going to hit you, and you're like, oh. Then you're 30, 31, 32, and you're like, now you're 35, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> 40's here. It comes up fast. Life is a trip, isn't it? So we're going to talk about the age group of 40s. We're also going to have Straggle and Sniggle Theater and a couple of other things today, but do me a favor, hit the like button. Hit the like button, and to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious C. CGA on the cash app, the notorious CGA on the cash app. I think that's what it says. Vimo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams in that beat pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. We're going to talk about it now. All right. What do we got here? We got Albert Wesker again. Number one, numero uno. Primo is in the building. He says scarcity mentality keeps men in bad relationships. Yeah, man. You know, ladies, your guy ain't leaving you because he don't think he can get nothing better. But you ain't shit either. So he really like in a quagmire. He's like, I don't like this woman, but how much better can I do? You ever been in a situation like that? You ever always see guys like that. Yeah. They be sitting in the pictures, never smiling. They just with a girl. And most guys get with a woman because that's what you're told you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be with a woman. Get your woman. You know, you believe. A lot of Christian beliefs, you know, shout out to the Christians. You know, we were put here to have another person in our lives. All right. All these things. And I'm like, not really. I mean, but go on. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Knock it out of the park. I mean, I don't see what you're talking about, but God put us here and he made Eve for Adam. And we were supposed to have one person, special person to go off in the world. We were put here for, I'm like, we really weren't put here for that, but go off. I don't know what you, I think most of the time we were a virus, but you know, you have to have no belief system in the, in the deities to believe that. I just think we're a human virus. I'm sorry. We're not a human virus. We're a, we're a plague on the earth. We're a virus to the earth and the solar system. I, at this point, like we're literally like a virus and we're, we're irritant to the earth. We're, we're literally like the leeches of leeches. <laughs> right? Like literally like the earth looks at us like, damn, can I eradicate these people? Like, damn, like how do we get rid of this human problem right here? Like, you know, when we have mosquitoes, we'd be like, what the hell? What's the purpose of these people? <laughs> What's the purpose of mosquitoes? Like, come on. What's the purpose of bumblebees? Like, this is terrible. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of Legion? I think, <laughs> I think for us, I think for us, the earth looks at like uh, the earth, the earth looks at us like a parasite. Like these people, shit, and they just multiply like crazy. Like, how do we get rid of these people? The volcano be like, kaboom! All right, oh shit, we are the insects to Earth. This is just, just thinking third dimensionally here. Just thinking third dimensionally. Relax, relax. <laughs> Especially most people, eighty-five percent of the deaf, dumb, and blind, we're bugs to Earth. You know what I mean? Like bugs. Like, they look at people like ninjas, like, <laughs> how do we get rid of that? Any way we can get rid of them. As a matter of fact, I did find that. Um, I'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah, bees are important. So are human beings. But you know what I mean? The more we multiply, the dumber we get. And the earth is just not having it. <laughs> They're not having it. The earth is not having it like you know, I, I make comments like that, right? And then there'll be somebody in the comment section. Bees are important, coach. They'll tag it, timestamp it. Bees are important, coach. You just don't understand. And then they'll go on the whole diatribe off some little shit that I said. Now, I don't read my comments very often, but sometimes I'll bump into a comment accidentally. As I'm editing a, a picture or something like that, I'm editing the timestamps <laughs> and I'll inadvertently see a comment. And it's always that comment, like the irritant content, the irritant comment. Speaking for three and a half, four hours. And then this guy says, well, well at this point right here, coach, you're wrong. And it will be very inconsequential, regular ass, degular, had nothing to do with the entire show. It was a comment in passing, completely flipped out of context. Context, my context removed, their context put in. <laughs> and you're like, the fuck? Like, is this what? Oh, my Lord. I'm going to turn off a comment section after a while. I was like, this is why I don't read comments. <laughs> there was a comment on last night's show about that. I was like, this is why I don't read comments. The fuck, I'm, I'm talking for three hours. You're going to pull that out, tag it in there, come in here and argue me on that little comment. 
I think the comment was me talking about inflation of car prices. Yeah, and it'd be three paragraphs. It'd be spaced out, timestamped. <laughs> it's like, I think I was talking about, um, yeah, I think I was talking about new car prices. And I said, uh, you know, the, the car prices are inflated from when I was a young person. They're way higher than they were. Context removed. Coach, you don't know what you're talking about. You can find a car at the same price now. It'll just be 20 years older with 150,000 miles. Um, I was talking about new car prices. I'm not, I wasn't talking about buying a car that's 20 year, 24 years old with, a, with no tires from the uh, pickup part. I found a comment. I found a car for $3,000. Coach, what are you talking about? It's a four, it's 40 years old. I found it at the pickup part. <laughs> and I said, brothers, we was talking about new car prices. <laughs> you just don't know how to find true value. Bruh. I said new car prices. What are we doing? Like, why do, how do people watch my show like that? I think what happens is you're halfway listening and then you jump in. Oh, what is he talking about there? You can find a car for $4,000. He said you can't find a car for $4,000. Let me show you how to do it. All right. It'll be a 2001 Ford Fiesta. No tires or rims. You just got to find tires or rims. It has 228,000 miles. Like, what would you what do you just remove my context and set your stuff in there then put and then said i was wrong what are we doing uh it's a flood car uh you can find you just got to be able to find true value like bruh <laughs> i don't know what we're doing here look man i'm trying to do a show let's only discuss the topics at hand right don't go in there on some little shit you know coach you don't understand the importance of bees Bees pollinate and they cross pollinate and cross pollination produces CO2 and then CO2 from the sun produces oxygen. When we eradicate CO2 from our lungs through oxygen and gestation. Oh, that's what people do, man. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> what are we doing out here? Then just stay, just, just comment on the topics. When I go on and, and, and riff, let me riff. <laughs> all right let me see get it here anyway yo did i get all the comments shout out to our brothers here jeff the producer says coach is in the building daniel mcgee says getting divorced before 40 is a blessing hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> all right shout out to denaro tranquilo says the biggest hurdle will be accepting that the women you once loved will be getting piped down soon and well. He says, once you accept this, you can move on. That's where men get stuck. That's where men get stuck. They can't accept it and move on. I think men are the problem out here. <laughs> All right, Hex Euripides, I believe I said it right, says blue chips, everyday free agent lifestyle. King, shout out to you. Free agent lifestyle, free agents up in the building. We up, Kings. Schedule P, my ex is a player hater and is running inter interference with the single moms and teachers at my kid's school. After she found out, I clapped a few of them's cheeks. All right, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So your is that your ex-wife or your baby mom? She's running interference. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. They hate that, man. They hate that. All right. Warhammer says, why those 304s never see past Fridays? It's confusing. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have a long-term plan. Hawkeye cried. What if I grow old and alone in my 60s with no one? I think he's trolling at this point. Hold on for a second. Definitely trolling at this point. <laughs> I'm I'm detected a troll. Hold on for a second. I, I that's what I'm seeing right here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's happening here. I'm looking at you side eye, my ninja. All right. <laughs> but thanks for the contribution. Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> thanks for the contribution contribution all right we got a couple more people here that i gotta get into and uh pause i gotta get these up because they came in early pause what are we doing here and then we'll get on with the show i think we're starting off with straggle and sniggle theater okay it is i can't tell who it is it's oh emmanuel says i believe he says here is your espresso coach and he says, last night's stream was an eye-opener. He says, you get to see why you men aren't having it. You get to see why you men aren't having it. Indeed. Indeed. Because it's very sticky game out here. We don't want it to be like that. Pause. Kalen says something. <laughs> no doom and gloom today. We want a happy. We're getting into the weekend happily. Kalen says, what's up, coach? Do you think that if men file for divorce 80% of the time, women would change their ways? You would think since men aren't marrying them anymore that they would, but they haven't. Uh, yeah, well, this is they're never going to change their ways. They're going to double down on whatever thinks works best for them. In fact, again, the leverage and options proposition that I always offer suggests that in the best way possible, most men can avoid the BS by giving the leverage and options. Yeah, so uh, because women are never going to change their ways, you got to be able to work around them. Got to be able to work around them. Hey, Faith is in here. What are you doing? Faith, chill out. Chill out. She's she's donating like crazy. All right, uh, Kevin Sullivan says, fold it up like Hafiz's cheap soup. He says, Coach, Coach is pure comedy, all right? And I hope I didn't put out any sales for Hafiz's suits. Macaroni Tony, since we're going 3D, let's talk about how there's theories with a solid basis that we're just test subjects for aliens. Well, I mean, you know, you really got to think about it. And if you look at the population numbers over the last 120 years, you will realize that we are, let me just say this, the, uh, at the rate we have populated the earth, and I'm not saying we're overpopulated, but there could be a case made. At the rate that human beings have populated the earth in the last 150 years, if someone else, if some other species, deer, some other type of animal did what we did as human beings, Ninja, they would have put restraints on that, whatever populate, whatever animal it was, right? Right. We've overpopulated the earth in a short period of time. A lot of people don't realize this. And um, when you hear these theories about Bill new, Gates, new, new, new world order. <laughs> about Bill Gates and all these people want to stop population, well, when you take it out of context, it doesn't make sense. You're like, well, what's the problem? 
There's plenty of space. There's plenty of resources. We're all good. We're all Gucci. But if you take a look at the population, the earth population in the 1900s and the 1860s, then you look at the earth population today, you can see why a person would say, we need to put an end to this shit. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> right? You would see it. You would see it. You'd be like, oh, all right. I see why if I was in a position of power and I was looking at resources and looking at the amount of people who don't do shit, right? They don't listen. I'm going off here. I'm riffing. The amount of people who are parasites, like true parasites, like they're incapable of producing anything. Then, because I'm not being mean, but babies and elderly people are parasites. I mean, they don't produce. They're, they need excessive care, oftentimes to care for babies and children. And elderly are essentially like, you know, Whatever, whatever we cost in care is almost five times what, what they're worth. So just hear me out. Hear me out. So the majority of the population are non-producers. Then if you take the lazy bums, the parasites, right, the bump on the logs, the non-motivated, the people who don't have ability, if you take them along with the children and the elderly, and then you take dis disabled people that we tend to keep alive because they deserve life, like the most of the world doesn't do shit. Now I'm just, I'm not, I'm not being mean, but most of the world, then you just take the dumbasses, the knuckleheads, the most of the world does nothing. They contribute nothing back. Yeah. The mentally ill. Now you got a lot of mentally ill here. So if you're thinking about it second and third dimensionally here, you would see why a person would say, why would do we give everybody steak? Why does everybody get to have X, Y, and Z, right? If you're in a position of power, right? New, 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 new world order. Yeah, a lot of losers that we prop up. Then you take women and you throw them in a conversation. How many of them actually make a positive contribution? Like, I'm not trying to say, listen, just, just chill for a second. How many of them actually follow feminism and become CEOs and become, you know, they're just tax cattle. You know, they're just tax cattle at best. All right, this woman's just going to work at the bobo shop all her life. There she is right there. She ain't going to be motivated to do nothing. Kids are, they're just going to produce more parasites, right? Just think about this. I know I'm the great Coach Alini. I know this is not common conversation. But I just want you to think of it third dimensionally. Most people are debt slaves, tax cattle, slaves, all right, elderly, old, mentally ill, disabled, uh, dumb, lazy. <laughs> then you take the producers, the talented 10th. You take the people that are contributing on a daily basis. You take the people, like, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's really like 25% of people supporting 80. Well, if you take the Pareto principle, it's 20% supporting 80. 20% supporting 80. And just look at the numbers. There's like 8 million people, and you take 80% of them. I mean, it just rounded up, and you look at the 20% supporting the 80. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, listen. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> yeah, the dope fiends. The, you put the dope fiends in there. Like, it's just so... Just think, you know what I mean? Just think. I mean, I'm not saying I would do anything about it, but you would imagine. 
let me just put it from this perspective. I know I'm just riffing. I'm losing people left and right. People are getting out of here. They don't want to talk about this. But did I, I said 80 billion. I meant 8 billion. All right, but look. But just think, just think about this. If you had a house, if you had a house, <laughs> people are bad. If you had a house <clears throat> and there were eight people in that house, there were eight people in the house, but you needed to be able to keep these people comfortably, you know, comfortable, comfortable during the summer and warm in the winter. So you have to be able to keep the resources going. All eight people would have to contribute equally, you would assume, but obviously you would have an age gap. You would have children as a part of that eight and older people as a part of that eight. So you could just take out, let's just take out four of those eight, their children and elderly. Take out one of those adults as a lazy bum, adult fiend, going to prison, in and out of prison, and then take another one of those eight out as an average person. Now, I'm going to guarantee you two people in that household is supporting all eight. It's almost, it's for sure. Two people in that house are supporting all, wait, yeah, two people in that house are supporting all eight. And it's not even a joke. <laughs> here we go right here. And guarantee you, the people who are the least supportive are consuming the most. They consume the most attention. They consume the most time. Ninja, I listen, man. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It gets too real. It gets too real. I'm a little too pragmatic. Um, by the way, this was one of the reasons why slavery was abolished. Uh-oh, we don't want to... We don't want to talk about this. One of the reasons abolitionists. Yeah, it wasn't the people who said, all right, we'll flee the slaves. We'll be nice to them. One of the reasons why abolitionists fought so hard to abolish slavery, not because it was inhumane, which one of the reasons was it was inhumane, but that was one of the reasons they used to abolish it. But one of the reasons they used to abolish it was because it was too expensive to have because people would inherit after three and four generations, they would inherit slaves, right? Their parents would die. And then here they are. They grew up. They were more liberal. They thought it was not the thing, but they would inherit humans. But they would find that there would be four or five generations of human that they would inherit with the majority of them useless like meaning that they could not produce the majority of them couldn't produce. You would have a older people that would slaves for since for 80 years. Then you had new babies. So you had the exact same problem. It was not cost effective. It was, it was a disaster. You had to feed them, right? They had to feed a group of people that were not going to come back and produce much. They were not that viable to, to return to production. There was no return in investment, right? And then you had the producers and stuff, and you just had to keep it up. And they thought that that was a, a waste of expense, right? Now, they were like, we need we needed to figure out. <laughs> we need to figure out how to fix this problem because we inherited this, and but we don't see the purpose anymore now. We don't see the purpose. And then, of course, when it's hard to make, you know, it's hard to make tobacco and cotton, uh, sell it and you're struggling and the economy's struggling and the world, the you know, your country's falling apart. It's it's one of those things. You have the weak, the feeble, the old, the non-producers, 
and then they look at it and say, we got to fix all, we got to feed all these people. Yeah, you have the cotton gin and the machinery. Then you have machinery replacing what people can do. They're like, these, <laughs> this is too much, right? You got to think about it. And you couldn't tax them. You had to take care. Oh, by the way, you had to take care of their health. You had to keep them alive. You can't just let them die. So they got sick, old, feeble, psycho. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, what do we do? Let her die. No, don't let her die. That's a human being. All right, we'll take care of their health. This is what we deal with today. Some of our big expense goes to the elderly because they deserve it. They don't have a right to just be able to treat like uh, inhumanely. So we keep them alive, right? We keep them alive, but that's a great expense. At the great expense of Medicare, Medicaid, it's a great expense. So that's what we're dealing with today and all of that stuff. Yeah, people don't want to talk about this. I'm a little third dimensionally, you know. I'm a little third dimensionally. So, yeah, it's the same as today. Hey, Faith deserves some attention here. She says, uh, hey, coach, piggybacking off last night's show, something that I realized men are meant to age better and live longer than women. But if you remember the historic times, kings were um, more shown than queens. They either died in childbirth and or simply played their position, which I'm going to talk about later. And stayed in the shadows, but were taken care of. Interesting point you make, Faith. That is, I'm going to bring that point up about when mistakes women make in their 40s. I'm glad you talked about that. I hope I can remember this chat. She said, this feminism crap is those women and their egos knowing they are not fit to be leaders or head of household, and it's killing them. That's why they're aging horribly. And interesting, interesting point there. That's what, and that's a woman talking right there. That's a woman. In that point about queens playing their role, playing their part, staying in the shadow, if you will, we're going to talk about that in one of the mistakes women in their 40s makes that I'm seeing that they're making, that I think that they make. I'm not assuming that they're going to make an adjustment, but if they made an adjustment, they'd actually have a better situation for themselves going forward. So I'm going to talk about that later on. You make a great point. I'm going to piggyback on that when we get to that part later. All right. Anyway. 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 He said, this is not third dimensionally. It doesn't take into account that most uh, world doesn't have welfare. True. This is true. We, we basically have a system of welfare where we take care of the weak and the feeble and the people who cannot produce. And so what, what happens in other countries? What happens in other countries? Then it's more familial, right? So the family takes care of the elderly and the children. And at the expense of, and then it goes back. Uh, a small percentage of people are taking care of a, a larger percent of the people that don't produce. I, I'm just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just thinking about it third dimensionally. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Uh, Straggle and Snickle Theater, let's go. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Snickle Theater, and we're back for the funnies. We got some funny stuff to talk about, and we're going to go to Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, no, man, I'm sorry, Memphis. I got to do this to you, man. Apparently, for the weekend, they're ready for y'all to skitty pop pop. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? They got something in store for y'all. Hey, if it start, bullets start flying and hair weaves start flying this weekend, we know what happened. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Apparently, at a Memphis UPS facility, 
about 400 guns were stolen. Let's see what happens here. Everybody in, in Memphis, protect your neck. Ninjas got a hold of some guns. Here we go. After someone stole 400 guns from a Memphis UPS facility, they used a U-Haul van to do it Sunday. The ATF released pictures of the suspects. Here they are right here, but they're still working to figure out exactly what type of guns are gone. Investigators say the guns were on their way to different companies and cities. The ATF is offering a $5,000 reward for information. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So, uh, listen, they got into the facility and stole the guns headed for the FL, uh, the F, I think it's FFL. Uh, you know, headed to the gun stores and uh, headed here and there. Uh, Memphis is about to be on fire this weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> they got two ninjas. These ninjas probably work for UPS. All right. And they try to tell y'all they out here 400 guns. So you know what? The cops got them guns. They about to distribute them through the community. After someone stole 400 guns from a Memphis UPS facility, they used a U-Haul van to do it Sunday. The ATF released pictures of the suspects. Here they are right here, but they're still working to figure out exactly what type of guns are gone. All right, there it is right there. Investigators say the guns were on their way to different companies and cities. The ATF is offering a $5,000 reward. Yeah, they, I don't think they're making much of an effort here. You know what I mean? Everybody knows. It probably was an inside job, and them ninjas is probably the popos. You know what I mean? They work for the Fetty Gov. I'm, hey, listen, I didn't say it, man. Listen. New, 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 new. Yeah, $5,000 ain't going to get snitching, snitching. All right, so, but if anything starts popping off in Memphis, you know what happened. All right, you heard it here first. All right, let's take a look at this. This is apparently a handicapped men's versus a women soccer. Now, the women are not AKA handicapped or disabled. What you're going to see is these men, I think they either have one prosthetic or maybe they're, they have no legs at all. And uh, they've decided to challenge a soccer team, a woman's soccer team, a.k.a. an able-bodied woman's soccer team. All right, so let's take a look at what happened here. This is just a short clip, but let's play it. All right, up. Oh, I got to get some volume. There we go, right there. Ahí va, canallas, en esta. Si la hace bien, puede ser. Sale el arquero, revienta, muy bien. Guarda, que ahí se escapa el número 7, se escapa el número 7, si la hace bien. Sí, 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 puede ser. Le pegó. Damn. I mean, these ninjas don't even got legs. And they run in circles around these ladies, man. Hey, man, this is misogyny. This is some misogyny, man. Hey, but we're equal, right? I don't know how this could be possible. I mean, it could be possible if I, listen, I don't know how to play soccer that that well. So they'd probably be run circles around me. But if this was basketball, it'd be another conversation. But yeah, man, I don't know how you getting served up. I don't know how you getting owned, or they call it pwned. I don't know how you getting owned, and you got two able. Look at them chunky gorditas. What the gorditas out there? They got them skit. These girls look like JB soccer play. Look, wait. Oh, my God. You're the only back. Oh, my God. The second back got hit. Oh, my Lord. And the goal over it. God dang. <laughs> Equal. Look at this dude. He ain't even got a full leg. Oh, man. This is terrible. These girls got legs, titties, ass. All right, they got the goalie out here just jumping over them. The first fullback, oh, she come all the way up. Look at her. She get all oh, right over her head. This is this He got one leg. How you kick it? How you kick it with one leg? <laughs> right, this is this is doom and gloom, man. 
This is doom and gloom. This is actually despicable. Oh, the humanity. Ah, these guys, man. Hey, man, listen, when you're playing girls, you're supposed to ease up. You're not supposed to embarrass them. And then when they win, they think that they really beat you. That's what's supposed to happen. We really beat you, and you were trying hard. But if you try hard, you are going too hard on me. It happens. It happens. Straggle with Sniggle Theater goes on. And we have a Ling Ling here. Ling Ling has something to say. And uh, it's right up my alley. Go ahead and get it, Ling Ling. This is for the people who are over 30. If you're not over 30, congratulations. You can scroll. Okay, question. Am I the only one that feels like I'm younger than I really am? Like inside and I feel like I'm impersonating an adult and really I am like I don't feel like an adult and I don't want an adult anymore. Now, guys, I've been trying to warn you of this. You can only really see this when you get older or you're in a leadership position. All right. And so here we go right here, guys. When you're in a leadership position or you get older, because women will make you think. And ladies, I'm talking to you. There are some women that can handle their business out there. Shout out to them. But there are women that are just faking the funk with a nasty dunk. They ain't even doing nothing. They don't think they're mature. Like women mature more faster than men. No, after a certain amount of time. Normally, when you start having sex or sexual attention, the maturity is stunted. Then you go by them. And then what happens is as they're aging, oh, I feel like I'm young. Mm. Well, on the inside, I feel like I'm young. In fact, one of the comments said right here, I'm 38 and I still think I'm 23. Mm. And this is what I worry about because in a modern society for this to happen where people will say, well, I still feel like I'm young. Take responsibility. You're supposed to start leading at a certain point. And this goes for men and women. And I actually had this uh, person that was really close to my life. And it was an important time. And we were in our 30s. And we were in a leadership position. It required that this person take on a leadership position. But they didn't see themselves as old. Now, this happens because people mature at different rates. I was an old soul. But there are people that are 15 and they think they're 12. They're they're 20 and they think they're eight uh 16. They're 30 and they think they're still 23, right? Mm. But I don't care what you feel like. You gotta start maturing up and you gotta start acting like a leader, or else I'm gonna treat you like a child. Now, when I start treating you like a child, I don't want to hear shit. All right, you're you're a child. So this woman's in her 30s, she's in denial. I feel like I'm still young, but when I treat her like a kid, I can do it. And men are messing with children with breasts. I think this is a problem in our country. I think this is a problem. One of the reasons why it's a problem is because we have the miracles of modern science. We have the miracles of modern science. We're able to delay our age, uh, the way we age. So we look at ourselves. We start growing up. We just wish that, 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 that time was not slipping. And then we dye our hair, we dye our beards, we try to stay cool, we try to stay hip, try to stay hip. Nobody wants to be leaders, everybody wants to say 40's the new 25, and they're just still saying, man, no, no, I'm still a young man at heart. No, 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 no. Filters and titty implants and booty implants and HRT, HTR, TRT. That, bro, we need some leaders out here. We need some damn leaders. We need some women to actually be out here trying to stop playing games and it's da- these people are dangerous. They're, this is a dangerous mentality. I just feel like, bitch, I don't care what you feel like. <laughs> right? Who cares? 
They just trying to hold on. And let's just take a look. Let me just say this. Now, she's a young, petite, small, neotenous Asian woman with big eyes and a little head. You know what I mean? She has little frail shoulders. So in, in appearance, she could probably be very like a teenager. In appearance, probably even, even the way she physically is, you know, in her anatomy. She probably looks like a teenager. The thing is, the thing is, the problem is with this, the reality is, I can see you're old as fuck. Just being nice. You're already old. I can see that. You don't look like I can see in your face and your eyes, the deadness in your eyes, that thousand cocks there, right? I can see your, your eyes already dead, right? That's symbolic or emblematic. Why is my thing bugging out here? That's symbolic of old, dead cock carousel rider. I can see in your eyes. Now, a young woman, her eyes are a little bit more have life behind them. So if it was a teenager, she would have life. She would have hope and optimism. And she would be, you know, somewhat of a dingbat. But I can see you got dead eyes. So with that being said, I can see you're older. Your eyes are the windows to your soul. Right? The eyes always give it away. Look at her eyes. Ring the bell on them. Yep. So this is the this is the problem here. We already know you're going to be older than you want to be or feel or present. With that being said, let's start acting like it. Start acting like, well, I just feel like anybody else. And yes, here come the deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah, me too. I'm 38, but I feel 23. Okay, here we go. <laughs> grow up. For real, man. Like, you don't have to be an old person and act old, but let's grow up. What this says is, I don't want to take accountability no more. I quit. <laughs> okay, this is for the people who are over 30. If you're not over 30, congratulations, you can scroll. Okay, question. Am I the only one that feels like I'm younger than I really am? Nope. Well, yeah, you got a lot of losers that do this. I feel like I'm younger than I really am. Denial. <laughs> All right. Denial. Like inside, and I feel like I'm impersonating an adult. No, you're an adult. Let's start acting like it. You're an adult. But, of course, you're going to marry her. She's going to ruin your life when she acts like a child. You can't roll the mileages back on the odometers, right? The abdometer will, oh, he said the odometer will always be on the face. I see the mileage. And dumbasses will be like, Ninja, I'll still hit. Stupid. You will hit, you will hit a nanny goat if it was there and nobody caught you. Because anatomically it's the same. So, or it's similar. You hit a nanny goat. That, hey man, whether you put your prick in her or not is irrelevant. <laughs> okay. All right, that says more about you than anybody else. All right, so anyway. And really, I am, like, I don't feel like an adult. And I-, I don't feel like an adult. Like, what does that have to, what does feel, feel like an adult? I don't feel like an adult. <laughs> what are we doing out here? This is ridiculous. I don't want an adult anymore. I don't want an adult no more. All right, somebody take care of me. <laughs> All right, somebody take care of me. Hi, yi, yi. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, this is me right here. Uh, somebody caught me at, uh, one of my white homies friend's house. And, uh, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to show this. I'm a little embarrassed to show this, but I went over to my white friend's house, a bunch of Brad's and Chad's and, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they caught me, man. They caught me and, uh, I'm going to show it. This is embarrassing. I know, uh, people are going to start making videos. They're going to start making videos. 
and they're going to say, look, we caught Coach in 4K being a nasty boy. Yes, I admit. That's nasty. I admit. So this is just the time I'm letting my guard down. Please don't make any videos, content creators. I know you're going to be like, CCGA is out here acting funny. All right, so I was with my homeboys, my brats and chads. And uh, we were just sitting on the couch, you know what I mean, looking lonely and miserable. I got caught lacking. I'm going to reveal it to you right now. Now, one of them, one of them had their girl, and she invited herself over, and we really didn't want to because we just wanted to be the boys. We wanted to be the boys. But she invited herself over, and we like, all right, you can come over and chill. Well, what happened was, listen, what happened was she had her feet out. Now, I got a little nervous. I got a little nervous. And, yeah, she had her pink toes out. So I couldn't help myself. That's all I'll say. I, I won't. Let me not say anymore. I couldn't help myself. They caught me in 4K. Let's go. Yo. Yeah, man, I just, I'm going to just be open about it right now. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about this. This is a little embarrassing, but yeah, they got me, man. They caught me. They caught me in it. It was just a flick. It was just one flick. I couldn't resist. She had them toes out. And I, I just, <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? Listen, I know the content creators are going to make a big deal about this. I already admitted my faults. I'm honest with you. I admit my fetishes. I admit my debaucherous behavior. I just couldn't help myself. They was out right there. They was right up on me. I couldn't help. You know what I mean? I was just, I couldn't want to look at it. So I had to. I know, man. Hey, listen, man. I know. How dare you? Sometimes I help you. And sometimes I use this as an opportunity to help me. You know what I mean? And I put myself out there. Let's review the footage and see what happened here. And uh, he do look like he, I, I, I do look like I've been caught. Yeah, so I'm going to just show you, man. Let's take the volume down right here. Let's take the volume down. And there it is. You know what I mean? I, You know, everybody was minding their own business. And uh, I should have told her not to have her feet out. You know what I mean? And there it is right, you know. Yeah, that brother's starving. Ladies, um. You can't have your feet out like this. Can't have your feet out. Not by me like this. This is just reprehensible, you know? And uh, I had to get me a flick. I definitely had to get me a flick. So, you know, I, yeah, I had to get me a flick. I don't have any discipline. Yeah, I don't, and I forgot my flash was on. I definitely forgot my flash was on. And uh, see, I think the flash gave it away. So I'm going to learn next time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like man yeah that brother's starving oh man listen i tried man i tried but uh you know listen everybody gets got i i it you know i'm an old guy i don't know how to turn my flash you know and i blame her yeah she was taunting him i blame her for this activity if you know you know i'm, a, I'm not gonna victim blame but you cannot sit up under me ladies you cannot sit up under me like this hold up like nah this ain't I blame you. 
I blame you. All right, man. It's okay. We all have our faults. All right, speaking of faults and these young girls don't want you, in this episode, we have a couple of drunk flatback Kayleys who have something to say. And uh, viewer discretion advised, there are some curse words. Here we go. I f***ed her dad. She got mad. I f***ed her dad. It's fine. I don't even know the details. I was in Ardmore at her family dinner, and she fell asleep. And her dad was like, hey, I f***ed me, and we I just told her, like, she loves me. So whenever you found out that your best friend f***ed her dad, what was your initial reaction? Okay. You do what you do, babe. Yellow, you're, you're watching Oh, man, I tell you, man, you know, oh, and uh, people think they're lying. I'm going to tell you they're not lying at all. Stuff like this happens all the time. All right. And uh, I don't know what age this woman is, but she's making a confession that she smashed her friends. Pappy. And yeah, Pappy happens. She definitely got it. And she loved every minute of it. And uh, the raspy voice gave it away. She definitely on them hurricanes, turn into slurricanes. And, uh, yeah, this is what happens. The truth comes out. So, you know what I mean? And it sounds like the other girl's friend, they didn't mind. You know what I mean? Pappy was that type of dude. He was a handsome dude. And he Are you a wait, freshman at the university? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. Yeah. It, it happens. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's definitely that goes on in the suburbs, you know. In the suburbs, you get busy like that, you know. Here we go right here. Them young girls don't want you. Oh, wait a minute. Where is it at? She got mad. I f***ed her dad. It's there it is. She's the typical one. You know, they have a movie about this called American Pie. What is it called? American. It's not American Pie. It's American Beauty. I think American Beauty was the movie. I think that movie was about something like this. Right? This is exactly it. So, um, you know, there always is that Lolita there always is that little flirt, that little coquette. There always is that one friend, you know what I mean, that be hovering around and targeting daddy, targeting him. You can't blame daddy at all. Fine. I don't even know the details. I was in Ardmore at her family dinner, and she fell asleep, and her dad was like, hey. Her dad was like, hey, that's all it took? Him, daddy. <laughs> she fell asleep. Dad was like, hey. And she was like, all right. She said, what? Okay, daddy. <laughs> that is crazy. The dad was like, hey. And she said, okay, daddy. That's all it took. And she's a skeezer already. You already know she's been skeezing behind the uh, football field bleachers already. So dad already knew like, hey. Get him, daddy. Come on and fix this meat real quick. <laughs> Come on and fix this meat. All right. This is crazy. <laughs> I me and we oh just, boy yeah hey man uh you listen it's crazy out here man hey a lot of guys don't know that this happens man this happens people don't know that you know because they, they think when ninjas get old it's over for them i'm here to let you know it's a whole new game it, it, it's a whole new game especially if you have leverage and options straggle with sniggle theater goes on uh, apparently a black man was riding the bus. Shout out to public transportation ninjas out here. Uh, but it's hard out for you. You ever be on the bus or a train or somewhere at a doctor's appointment or jail? All right. And uh, somebody has their phone and they're playing their phone out loud, right? They don't have any earbuds. And they're watching the Instagram. They're watching their YouTube and they're 
everybody can hear it. I hate people like that. I hate people. I was in the line at the DMV and somebody was doing that and we weren't moving. And then he was just playing his shit. Everybody had to hear what he was listening to. I hate that. That's that's a pet peeve. Where apparently a brother was doing that on the bus and this Ling Ling said, this is how I'm going to respond to you being rude and playing your loud music on the bus. You know, uh, listen, Gen Z is different. Gen Z is different the way they handle things. They're a little passive aggressive about things. So that's one thing. And this takes you are what you eat to a whole nother level. If you wait a minute, that was that was despicable. I don't take it as what it meant. But uh, let's continue here. Uh, yeah, Gen Z acts like this. That's, you know, for their mental health. <laughs> right? You know, it takes up who you are. You listen, you are what you eat sometimes. You know what I mean? That's all, you You know, it comes out of your spirit. Uh, ladies, you will know this as well. Uh, but, yeah, man, I just. <laughs> and the dude, and the dude was about to slam him, yo. <laughs> Yeah, there you go right there, man. Listen. Hey, man, I just... Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Now, here's the thing, man. Um, In this situation here, you go, you know, she, he's not going to beat her up. He's not going to beat her up. What happened? What are y'all talking about? Y'all taking it the wrong way. I didn't say that. Y'all take it. He says, we don't claim her as Gen Z. Hold on for a second. Let me steal. Y'all taking it the wrong way. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, here we go. Man, we the humanity. Man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's getting tougher out here to distinguish who's the same people who are not. Uh, okay, this is this Drago and Sniggle Theater? No, nah, that's it. Let's go to the next segment. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Drago and Sniggle Theater. All right, man. Listen, man, I got to clean up, man. You know, we got it. This show is already off the rails. People are miscommunicating and misunderstanding. I'm talking about dog food, dog food, dog food. Anyway, don't have your phones out. Don't have your phones out. If you're going to listen to stuff on the internet and uh, please get your earbuds, please get your earbuds. Who do we got here? 
Easy E. Shout out to Easy Mo Money Paper in the building. He says, thanks, Coach, for everything that you do for us. Uh, much appreciated. I'm here for you, man. All right, I'm here for you, man. We here. And we here to edutain. Because if I don't hear, if I'm not here, guess what happens? I'll be out here simping. All right, what are we doing here? We got Hawkeye Cry message retracted. Gerald Clay said, Coach, every single time you discuss basic inflation economics, it brings out the worst in people. It does bring out the worst. All right, because they're like, you don't have, you're not an economist. Hey, man, <laughs> they be bad as hell. Uh, they do, man. It's mad. They be mad. But the economists don't know either. Ask an economist. Hey, what's going to happen tomorrow? They be like, they don't know shit. Well, what happens is we'll take basic inflation. We'll take the interest rate and we'll have, add prime to it. And there could be a possibility. They don't know shit. All they telling you is what happened after the fact. Just like sports announcers. Sports announcers don't know shit. And what they'll do is tell you in real time what just happened. All right, here we go right here. Hand off to Josh Jacobs. He scrambles in between the tackles. All right, he picks up a couple of yards right there. It'll be second and second and eight. All right, Josh Jacobs graduated from the University of Alabama. Switched his number to eight from 28. Going back to his childhood. It just ain't said shit. Okay, tell me what's about to happen. You know who's good at it, Tony Romo. <laughs> tell me what's about to happen. All right, this is obviously going to be a play action pass. This is third and long. They need a couple of yards. Defenders are falling back in the nickel defense. So we're assuming they're going to run the scat 42 pack, pack, pity, pop, pop. All right. All right. They don't, they just telling you what's about to happen. All right. The score right now here in the second quarter, nine minutes and 18 seconds ready to go. This team has three timeouts on the board. Ninja, I can see that. <laughs> I can see exactly what you're asking about. They got, the, they got it right there in the corner. All right, we're headed to halftime right now. 15-minute break. All right, the score is 17-13. to 13. Titans up over the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, after the halftime report, we're going to send it over to New York. Mm. <laughs> All right. Is there anything in there that I could not have figured out at any point? No? All right, anyway, <laughs> what are we doing here? And then the economists come up, and then they come up after the show. Oh, man, their defense is on fire. All right, they were playing the 4-3 defense the entire time. And if you take a look at this, all right, and here, here's over here. All right, they had a play here where they had a seal here, and they had a seal here, and they ran it right up the alley. And it was like this the entire game. The defense dominated this game from pillar to post, from goal line to goal line. The other team could not cross the 50-yard line. In fact, they only had three first downs. Uh, Devontae Adams had one catch. <laughs> and tell me something I didn't know. All right, I watched the game. I already saw exactly what you're talking about. And I knew they were going to show up today. In fact, during the warm-ups, I knew they were, uh, were going to win. All right, they picked the other team. Same thing as the economists. At the end of the day, they just show you exactly what happened. If you take a look here. Uh, this one lost 25 basis points, and it looks like they're in trouble today. They're looking to rebound, and it's going to be on November 1st. They're going to have the jobs report. They're going to roll it out. The Fed is going to meet. They might think of, uh, you know, raising the interest rates again. Mm. Ain't told me nothing. <laughs> so them people don't mean nothing to me, man. They can't predict. 
They can't tell. They can tell you to lose. They can tell you when they win. It, ain't, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. All right, anyway. Yep, he says that's why economics is not science. There's principles and there's things that are predictors, but you don't know. <laughs> gold is up by gold is up by two percent. Really, really, I could have find out that without you. Anyway, shout out to my man Nicholas. He says, Coach, we need a stream just dedicated to the doom and gloom in the economy. Not necessarily blue chips, but just addressing the realities of the world as it is today. I'd pay a monthly uh, subscription for that. He kind of do that on the money mindset. So the money mindset, patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams. But uh, yeah, man, I think, you know, there is a lane to get into that conversation, but it's, you know, what happens is it's relative to the individual. So you can talk about it, but then it's relative. It gets people pissed off. Yeah, it gets people pissed off. And I'm telling you, nobody knows what they're talking about in terms of what's going to happen. Like, like I can tell you what the what the trends are going to be. I'm going to tell you what most dumbass people are going to do. <laughs> right. But nobody can tell you what's going to happen for certain on that. Like what's going to be the percentage of this. Nobody's going to tell you. Anyway. I just tell you realistically, damn, it ain't looking good today. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. That's what I'll tell you. I'm like, yo, or I'll tell you, don't carry dead weight, right? Um, Don't carry dead weight. Like, don't get into a relationship. Don't move in with your girlfriend. Economically, it's not going to be what it seems. Uh, It's going to be the opposite of what you normally believe is going to happen. All right, so that's kind of what I look at it, how I look at it. Christopher Chavez dropping off my weekly Kanga Kings tax. I just read that 42%. Of young Gen Zs are diagnosed with some form of mental illness. I'm 35 and never heard of anyone with anxiety until 2010. He says they're all out here zooted. I'll soon be a weirdo because I don't take pills and feel good. Yeah, you feel great. In fact, if you do this, if you do this, if you say, you know what? I feel great. I feel wonderful. And then you start to proceed to tell people that they ain't shit. Well, why you don't feel good? And they start to complain about you and you like, I don't want to hear shit about your complaints. They were like, you need therapy. You need empathy. So yeah, most Gen Zers are programmed for mental illness. And a lot of their a lot of it stems from their parenting or teachers or some they're programmed to have this self um this self desired for um uh need for help, if you will. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I really can't put my finger on it, but I think it is a great way to be taken advantage of. You're going to be taken advantage of. Like, um, let me just give you an example that has nothing to do with the mental illness. If you, if you went to a place like a jail, if you went to jail or went to a place where you're, you know, you could be unsafe and you went in there and you express your vulnerabilities do you realize you just made yourself more vulnerable, right? You made yourself more vulnerable, not less. So if you went in there and says, you know, I'm really vulnerable. I really, I'm really depressed. I'm weak. I'm lethargic. I don't know what to do. I'm anxious. You getting your ass whooped. <laughs> All right. So you're going to get your ass whooped. Like they're going to not, they're not the opposite. Not going to happen where they're like, All right leave this one alone 
They're weak and frail. Vulnerable, if you will. Let's leave them alone. You're going to get your ass whooped, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be the, the booty warrior going to be like licking his lips. So that's one thing that I know because I know that once I do that and express vulnerability, I'm going to be treated as less and I'm not going to be able to, I just, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a, I'm, I'm too much of a savage hustler. But a lot of people just don't realize that, you know, they want to be victims somehow. And I think there's, there is a tension that you can get as being a victim. Thus, I used to tell people all the time, nobody give a shit about your problems. Not at the top, we don't, right? So I wish people would see that and there's no recovering from it because then at the same time, you want people to listen to you. I just want to be heard and listened to. Yeah, but you just admitted to being crazy or mentally ill or whatever it is or mentally unstable. You just admitted to that. Then you want to take the lead. You want to drive me in a car. Hey, uh, hey, here we go. We're about to leave here. Uh, I'll drive. And I'm like, no, you're not. And they're like, why? Well, I'm like, you're a mentally unstable. Mm. Now I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Listen, you just abdicated all authority and leadership ability. You're not going to drive me. You're a cuckoo bird. And then they're mad at me. Mm. Wait, wait a minute. What does that mean? That doesn't mean I can't drive. No, you're on pills and you're mentally unstable. You're not about to drive me in a car. I'm just letting you know. That would be the equivalent of a drunk driver. Oh, I'm drunk. <laughs> Let me drive. Probably not. You know what I mean? That's just how I, that's how I think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. the person saying they're incapable of handling everyday situations. They're stressed out. They're anxious about just the basic. They're feeling down in the dumps. They're feeling low. And then you put them behind the wheel of a vehicle and you're in the passenger seat. I don't know what that's stupid. <laughs> like, yo, ninja out here. Jesus, take the wheel. Why would I let a cuckoo bird drive me around? <laughs> if you stupid and nuts and can't handle life, you definitely ain't taking the lead. You, I'm not putting my life in your hands. Get out the damn seat. <laughs> right. I know, man. Listen, I be trying to use stuff against them. It's common sense. You're on mental pills. Like, you can't even get through day, your day without pills. You're not driving me. <laughs> and I'm not listening to anything you say. Are we? Is this a deal? <laughs> This is not a deal. I'm supposed to empathize. No, 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 no. Deal. All right, let me get back to the show. Shout out to Thomas says, well, that's what we call Thomas the tank engine. <laughs> Driving while anxious. All right, he says, what's up, Ninja? I was out last night with a young, firm, and fertile, and supple sister, and the topic of Halloween came up, and I told her, people don't understand that they're practicing witchcraft when they celebrate it. She paused for a second and then said, you must think all witches are bad witches. There you go. In my mind, I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. But I played it cool. And she was trying to come back to the crib, but I curved her. He says, bitch ain't, bitch ain't about to get me. There you go. So she kind of admitting to be a witch. Which I tell you about all the time. All right. There, the, the witchcraft is practiced. The craft is practiced 
and they're not telling you. Shout out to our brother, Aaron B. He says a small donation to the Flying Free Agents Fund in the building. Thank you out here to all my pilots. Yeah, indeed. So listen, man, I'm a guy, I'm a great stigmatism. I be stigmatizing people like a mother sucker. All right, but most of it is because to call them out on their bullshit. That <laughs> be calling them out on their bullshit. I just can't cope. I just can't make it. I'm down. And then as soon as they want to do the stanky leg and they be partying, stanky leg, they be partying. I'm like, I thought you was down in the dumps. <laughs> I thought you was uh I thought you was stressed and anxious. Just cause I'm dancing don't mean I ain't stressed. This is how I relieve my stress. Twerking connects me to the ground. I'm like, nah, you crick uh, you listen, shout out to no government name says I learned in college that the Aztecs would chop hair, chop your hair the first time they catch you intoxicated in public. And delete you the second time around. They didn't play around. No rehab centers. For real. For real. Man, boy, man, listen, man. I grew up in a time like that too, man. Like you couldn't even be publicly intoxicated. You would get arrested. You could not have indecent exposure. You would get a ticket or arrested. Today, we just let it all fly. We let it all fly. So we let people be drunk. We laugh. We sniggle. And all of that. Shadow Hider in the building. Thank you, sir. Dennis B., it is not clear how many people Earth can harbor. That is true. He said it's not clear humanity will grow or will continue to grow exponentially. Number three, AI making 90% of jobs obsolete could turn ugly, though. Indeed. I, I, I'm, I'm interested as to what happens here. I'm interested. I have an idea, but I'm interested. In fact, I've traveled the United States. The United States has vast open land and open area. In fact, we can support a billion people like on in, in the United States. Like we could support it. Like we could have people living in places. The problem is how many of those billion would actually be worth shit? Okay. <laughs> right. How many of those billions would actually be that I would say 80% of them would be worthless. They would, they would be, they would do, I mean, we have that now. We have 365 million people growing by the, by the day. And most of them will be worthless. They live on top of each other. They ain't doing shit. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, not, I'm not saying I'm better than them. But what I'm saying is more doesn't equal, but because we can hold more doesn't mean we need more. Like just because the world has open land and spaces, doesn't mean that if we add more, we can hold more people, it would be better. I think it would be worse. It would be worse. It, it, th there would be more sickness. That, that There would be most people would be absolutely clueless. So that's, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm like, okay, we could hold more people, but I think we're supporting more people. <laughs> right? We're supporting more people that ain't doing shit. I mean, by the way, just look at your neighborhood. You can see this. I mean, I know. Just think a little more third-dimensionally. Just look at it. Just look at the people around you. I, just stop and look. Just stop and look. Stop it. Stop and look where you are. If you're at work right now, if you're at work right now, stop and look at the people you work with and just be like, take inventory at everybody at your job. 
Now ask yourself, if everybody at your job made at least $60,000 a year, how many of them are worth $60,000 a year of income? Just look. Just take all the people. Just look at everybody in their cubicle and workstation. They sitting there twiddling their th- their hair, twiddling in their thumbs, scrolling Instagram. In fact, if you notice, most people at work during a work day, the most productive worker on average contributes in an eight-hour work day two hours of work, and that's productive. Like, that's what you can expect. That would be a person that's contributing enough. I look at it as, damn, two hours of eight is considered a a productive employee. Like, going, that would be the average product. You can see why AI is going to run people out. It's going to run people out. AI is going to run useless people out. It It would render them, it would render them useless. What would they do? (laughs) somebody says they ran studies it's two hours max if you look at productivity studies the 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 average you can expect from an employee in productivity is two out of eight hours but you paid them for eight you paid them for eight and they gave you two hours back man all right he says i work in the federal government same here they always walking around the campus yep taking walks taking a break, get back to their desk. It takes them 15 minutes to get going. They'll do a little bit of work. They'll get in the zone. Then it's time for a smoke break. Then they busted up their productivity. Then they'll come back from their smoke break, twiddle around, answer some private emails, scroll this, come back. They got 45 minutes till lunch. They'll get going. Then lunch break. Lunch break. They come back 15 minutes late, sit down, get the itis, start getting dozing off, dozing off. Look at the clock. Shit, I got four more hours. <laughs> Thinking about their commute, planning what they're going to do, sending texts to their badass kids. Then they get going again. They get into a zone, two o'clock, three o'clock, four, four, they start watching the clock. I got to leave in an hour. They start glitching, <laughs> talking, walking around. <laughs> Please, man. Most people are literally. Literally contributing jack shit when they at work. All right, anyway, I'm a slave driver. I know, man. I look at things differently. I study stuff like this. Most people ain't doing nothing back. They ain't giving you nothing back. Anyway, Darth Ward says, Coach, we just had to fire a nurse taking care of my granny. That bitch, 50-plus years old, had an old Tyrone sneaking in my granny's house at night. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is crazy, man. So there you go right there. People are, people will find a way to, uh, I, we, I call it sandbagging. They sandbag. People are sandbaggers. And I look at, I look at it and go, and I was talking to a lady yesterday about this. I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm just cut differently. And I'm just kind of like, just go, go, go. I'll die. I'll drop dead and feel like I had a good life just from working. But, um, I see people that be like, I have a job. They have a job. But at their job, they be like working security, but they work in a little box. They work in a box. And listen, I'm not shading people. But when they go there, they don't do nothing. They're just sitting there like this. 
dozing off. <laughs> like they sit there just waiting for something to happen. They wait for a car to pull up. Hi, how you doing? Let me see your ID. Okay, yeah, you're good. All right. And I'm like, man, how in the world are you going to pull that shit off every day? There is no way. There's no way. I don't, there's no way, man. There is no freaking way. There, there's no way I can waste my day like that. I would be gone. <laughs> yep, I found people security guard. I would be, <laughs> there ain't no way. I'm just saying, Listen, that, that job is for a certain person. That will never be me. That ain't never going to be me. I'm a little bit too much of a gold grinder. I'm gonna like, this ain't going to last very long. I'm going to be out of here. They're going to be like, yeah, it's crazy. It's going to get old fast. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have a week of this. There's no way. All right, so not everybody can do that. <laughs> not everybody can do that. I got to be moving around, right? I got to be, I, I got to be, I got to be feel like I'm doing something. I gotta feel like I'm being, I gotta feel like I'm doing something all the time. But it can't be like busy work. All right, uh, there's nothing to do. You're standing around, so uh take that washcloth and the wood spray and clean this up. Like uh that's low. I just can't do it anyway. I'm a little bit different though. Anyway, let's get in here. Next segment. Next segment is gonna be explain this, CGA. All right, let's explain this. This is your boy, Abadaba Daba himself, Shannon Sharp, and your boy Ocho Cinco are on the TV show, and I guess they're reacting to the news that Joe Smith's wife, former NBA player Joe Smith, is uh, his wife is going to start an OnlyFans. So their conversation has come up about dating women with OnlyFans. Now, I just want to let you know, celebrity men are exposed to women like this, and um, even men like myself and men even below. Uh, you're always going to be exposed to this if you're trying to date someone that is somewhat attractive and young, even older. So the conversation I had yesterday about wives doing it, many men are having this set up with the fact that wives are going to do this. It's an income stream. So let's them talk about this right here. But it made sense to me. I would tell you this is what I would do. You come to me and, and I was like, damn, baby, why you didn't tell me you had OnlyFans? She's like, yeah. I'm sorry, Shannon, because I know you're going to be upset. And yeah. you know, but um, here's my last month check. I look down at that thing, that thing say 200000 <laughs> I don't know who you have filming, but I'm in charge now. <laughs> hey, that's my job. That's my job now, Ocho. No, hey, that cameraman got to go. That's that's extra income we can bring in this house. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right. Um, listen, I've been uh, listen, I don't disagree with them. Uh, this is the world we're in. So explain this, CGA. You have men that are in leverage and option position, they got money. Uh, you've heard a lot of men starting to adopt some things that I brought into the normal lexicon, junior college, all right? Uh, you pay in any way, right? All men pay. These are all things we're talking about now. Now, now these guys are saying, if they get with a woman and she make OnlyFans, I'm in, all right? <laughs> the tide is turning. Let's go ahead and let it continue here. Listen, Man, and, and let, let, let me tell you something. Now, we talk about making some, we talk about making some real money. You talk about yeah. making some real money. You got to yeah. understand to the extent that you can go to get that real money. We ain't talking about no just no pictures now. We ain't oh, talking about just no pictures. So you need to get in that too. <laughs> <laughs> How much more can we make? 
Cause you going, hey, you play. You want to watch you the ego show? What's the ego show, huh? Hey, hey, you know. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> oh, man, 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 man. We, it's gone, man. It's gone. The good old days. Just the good old days. And so here you go right there. That was sure a lot of Abba Dabba Dabba. I mean, that was Abba Dabba Dabba on 100. Abba Dabba, Abba Dabba 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 Dabba. Abba Dabba, what you want right here? Skip. I mean, not Skip, Steven. Steven A. All right, so there's a lot of daba daba, but explain this. Explain now why in our culture we've turned to this. And I'm I'm saying it's not coming back. This is crazy. My man wanted to jump in there with the OnlyFans girl. He a former pro athlete. He liked taking money. Somebody said money over morals. That's where we are in our world today because people are trying to find a way to survive right here and as easy as possible. And they're exposed to women that probably do a good job. I think the rest of the clip, maybe I might have missed it, he was explaining that, oh, that, I think he did explain that one of the women had a $200,000 uh, check that he showed, she showed. And uh, not all, not all people are making that type of money. But here you go right here. Here you go. Um, this, <laughs> this ninja, look at that right there. Oh, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, man. Look at Skip. I'm sorry, not Skip. Look at, look, what's his name? Shannon. Look at Shannon right here, man. Niggas always got to show they Man, what is this right here, man? Shannon, get control of yourself. Get control of yourself. That's despicable, disgraceful. All right. Uh, it's gone. Explain this, CGA. You have a woman here. This is a woman. I think she's, her content, her character is a gold digger. All right. I don't know if she's being authentic, but she's the Middle Eastern version of Sprinkle Sprinkle. Here she is right here. Um, she's going to say, uh, get money from men. Uh, let's let her explain. I don't know how much a man loves you. Ask him for money. Well, don't directly ask him for money, but present a financial problem. The truth is that men love solving problems for the women that they love. They do not do any financial transactions to the women that they love. So if you present him a problem and he doesn't offer you a solution, run in the other direction. And I don't mean solution as in he tells you to take out your own money from the bank and pay it. I mean, he offers you a solution where he is solving your problem. And actually this applies even for men that are maybe not there yet and maybe doesn't have money, but you'll see that he's making an effort to solve your problem. And then he's a keeper. Oh, man, you know, this is definitely the sprinkle, sprinkle stuff here. And I'm looking in the comment section. I had to go to the comment section because you want to see you want to see what the comments are thinking, because it even if she's playing the character, even if she's making it up or even if she's real, you know, this is a real she looks like she's a real kind of gold diggerish type woman. And does uh, what she's not taking and what you're not taking into consideration is she gobbles a lot of nuts. Mm. All right. Don't don't get it twisted. This woman takes. She takes it down the gullet, all right? She's going to have to do a lot of things, dirty deeds, as we call them. But let me take at the comment section here to see if anyone's being misled. And, of course, here we go. We got a lot of people says, yes, all truth. And this is the damsel in distress that women do. This is why I call women apex predators or predatory. They target men for resources. And people are like, not all women do this. All women do a form of this, a variation for it. And uh, here we go right here. Very true. I've experienced this. Uh, this woman actually takes an interesting approach and says, fast track to a controlling relationship. 
fast track to a controlling relationship. And in fact, this is true. And this is what they leave out. Because once you do this and you get into the habit of doing this or you reach out to certain men that this is chump change to them, they'll do it. What that person is going to do is control that woman. So, you know, he's going to start telling her to do this and do that. Hey, this is what you're going to do. He ain't just going to hand over money like that. And if he does, it ain't going to be for very long. There are men that might do it for long. But, yeah, you're going to get controlled. And then she's going to come out and play the victim when it happens, because, yeah, that's the fast track to a controlling relationship. If you if you want to call it a relationship, you have this one. Yes, ma'am. Provider provider. There's women are looking for provider. OK. And then this woman says, in other words, a protector and a provider. So you do have women that are saying, hey, I'll play the role. I'll play the role. This is a single mother looking woman. This is true. When a man appreciates you, even if it's a friend. Hell no. Friends will do it. Let me go down here. She's absolutely right. Lord knows I am an incredible, I'm incredibly fortunate. We have in almost three years in our relationship and he's done so much for me. He will listen and take care of it by by far my best and most healthy relationship. God really does love me. God loves me. All right. But do you love the guy? No. And if you want to see the woman, she's a fitness girl. All right. AKA a Instagram model, AKA a whore, if you will, but she's in a three-year relationship. It ain't monogamous. She's three years a kept woman, if you will. So much says I understand. There was another one here that I wanted to point out. And uh, there was a woman here. Oh, here we go right here. Can you give a few examples of how to present a financial problem to a man without asking? Okay. And, of course, we, we've learned independent. Right. But here we go. We got we got it just so you can hear it. And basically, she says, I'm in a bind. You can say you're short X amount of dollars for this bill or payment, a.k.a. or rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And it says right here uh, and it's the and it's past the grace period. If it's true, LOL, be like, I'm not sure how I'll come up with it. You can then see what his response is. LOL, LOL. And if you don't have a bill and desire to get your hair and nails done, then you can show him a pic of what you want done and ask him his opinion on the hairstyle. And he'll say he either likes it or dislikes it. Blah, 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 blah. Let's take a look at the woman. Gym chick. Okay. Gym chick. Now, guys, I'm telling you, a lot of women don't know you don't have to play a goofy games like this if you play it the right way. But a lot of them don't do it. Uh, This one says right here, this one says, here we go, got fired, freaked out, worried about bills, etc. Okay, no, there was another one that said she lost the guy. Hold on for a second. Okay, here we go. So, so as you can see, the point I'm making is, and I want to explain, and I I, I tell a lot of men this, you want to follow, if you ever want to follow and know women, if you ever want to know and follow and know women and you have a girlfriend, what I would tell you to do is follow who she follows on social media because that'll give you the best insight on women. Like if you have a girlfriend and you're like, why my girlfriend tripping? I would go to her Instagram or social medias and I would make an account, like make your own separate account. I would follow everything that she follows. Then go and scroll 
what information she's taking in, what she might be commenting in. What you're thinking is she might be following ninjas with their shirt off, personal trainer ninjas. Some of them do. Some of them don't. A lot of them follow pages like this. Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, and then the likes of this. So what you're seeing now is they're trying to find out how to finesse. All right, you're going to find out what they look. Some of them is going to be boring. They're going to be looking at curtains on Pinterest and decorations and cake decorations and meal planning and all of these things. You're going to be looking at that. But if you do follow everything she follows and you'll see what her mindset is, you'll see what's happening here and you'll see some of them are following stuff like this and they're asking questions. Let me see here. What if he doesn't have money but is willing to try to help? Okay, that's not the one. Here's the one. Black woman right here. Here, You see what I'm looking at? These are regular, normal women. It says, I just lost my favorite dude like this. I'm not mad, though. If he's not part of your solution, he's part of your problem. So what she's saying is, I tried this. Hey, uh, I'm in a bind. And he kicked her to the curb. And you see there's some interactions there. So she's like, hey, I tried this. It didn't work. He kicked me to the curb. Please, my lady, don't let these chick. Okay, uh, there's a, okay, there's a guy here responding, so we're not going to get into that. So true, even if the man doesn't have much, he will give you what he has because he cares and doesn't want you to worry. Blah, blah, blah. There's another one here that I want to find here. I want to find because... <laughs> Look at this ninja right here. He want to hold on to his money. Hey, it's all about money most of the time. So I said single for life. Okay, I, I could not find the, the post that I was looking for. But uh, anyway, men love solving problems, but men don't certainly uh, love gold diggers with no morals and values. Okay, that there's that too. Very accurate, that, true. All of them want to manifest. So when they're, oh, um, so gaslighting, manipulation, and guilt tripping. Excellent start to a relationship. So there, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. And we're seeing that some women are exposing this and some women are following this type of advice. Much of it because they're kind of in a bind. They're in a financial bind. We're in an economic crisis. So women are trying to find a way to sell puss without selling puss, right? Or manipulating gaslight. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, they're wasting their youth. They're trying to, they, and my, my problem with this strategy is that there's only a few men that have resources enough for this to not affect them. That's the one level. Then, so these men are going to use and control them. The next level down of men are going to be men that, could do it and they might help but then they don't save but these women are targeting that that group of men below too so they don't care what they take from you it's your last 800 but they need seven and you're like damn i could pay some i could pay some bills but she needs 700 oh it's only 700 and he'll give it and she'll run and she'll continue to use him down until he has nothing so guys this is a lot to be concerned about, to see that this is taking place, not only from the content creator, and uh, I don't mind it because, listen, do what you want to do, ladies, but when you turn up 30 and you play this game and you come up with nothing, this is all short-term game. And um, there's only so many men that have this, that that's going to play this game, and you're going to run out of game. You're going to run out of ninjas. 
and then you're going to be 40 and 50 trying to do it. But yeah, man, it's, it's a wild thing out here. So I would say protect your neck, protect your neck. All right, here's another one. Explain this, CGA. Um, I think I have a woman here's here. Here's been something on. Oh, God dang it. I knew they were going to do this. They always do this to me. Where's the volume on this one? There's the volume right here. All right. Somebody hit me with a, um, somebody hit me with a commercial. All right, so here's the young woman right here. As you can see, it's World Star. There's Ling Ling right here. I want you to listen to this. Listen to this and let me know what you think about this particular scenario. It's 54 seconds. One time, this guy asked me out on a date and he said, why don't I come to your area? Which is usually either a kind gesture or intentions to hook up, but it wasn't too long until he said, why don't you cook for us? I immediately caught the egg from the audacity and lack of nunchi, so I canceled his ass right away and invited my lovely girlfriend instead and cooked us a delicious meal. Needless to say, he was removed from the roster. When it comes to online dating, which I have unfortunately 10 years of experience, I number one rule is to ruthlessly move on when I see a red flag in the first few dates because 10 out of 10 times that red flag you were on the fence about will blow up on your face a few months down the line. Finding issues six months into a relationship, totally normal. Everyone's flawed and it takes time to get to know each other. But the ones you see in the first week? hard pass. Even if you have to last minute cancel, girl, save that energy for someone else. I have so many dating stories thanks to the New York City online dating scene. What's the best advice you got for online dating? Let me know in the comments. Well, wow, man, I'm telling you, man, it's bad out there, man. This it's getting bad. I feel bad for y'all ninjas out here. That's trying to really date and find you a bitch. I mean, it's your bitch. Your again, bitch. remember when I talk about these things, I'm talking about these in general. I'm not talking about my dating experience. Now I'll insert my stuff in here, but people be like, well, you old, it don't matter for you. Yo, yo. Listen, man, I'm doing what I'm doing and this is working out great. I feel bad for guys out here. Like, I feel bad. Like, you're you're getting a different type of female than you actually envision and desire. Their mindset is different than what you would want it. Even the ones that somewhat are cooperative, right? They're like, yeah, I'm not like those girls. Eventually, you're going to find that there's going to be some quirks that they have going on. Like, let's just talk about this woman. Let's just talk about this. I'm going to break this video down. I'm going to explain this. And I find this fascinating for young men because if you're in, you're a younger guy, like, yo, this is just going to accelerate the hypergamy and hypersteroids of the 80-20-90-10 rule. This is wild on a lot of levels. Let's just start right here. Let's just start right here. Now, this is 54. First of all, taking a look at this woman, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm not being mean at all. This woman is a five or a four right off the rip. Let's just talk about it. Now, we're going to talk about this 10-year thing. But this, I don't care what she did. She ain't even going to hit a six in her life. Now, she looks somewhat young, but Asians tend to run young. This woman is low on the sexual marketplace scale. Low. And she's on the itty-bitty titty committee, which I don't mind. All right? That's not, that's not a problem for me. But. That's a problem for a lot of guys. This girl is basic. And the way she's talking, listen, the way she's talking, this is where the problem, the way she's talking is that she's way up here. I know a lot of women don't see this. This woman is way overvaluing herself. <laughs> Good Lord. This could be the, for an Asian woman in New York, Los Angeles, she way below the majority of them. I mean, I'm just, and I'm not trying to diss her. I'm not trying to do, she's a four. I gave her a five. 
she's stock factory issue. I'm not trying to diss her. All right, so that, that's the problem number one in the dating matrix that we're having. Let's go ahead and get to the next one here. One time, this guy asked me out on a date and he said, why don't I come to your area? Which is usually either a kind gesture or intentions to hook up, but it wasn't too long until he said, why don't you cook for us? All right, let's stop right there. Uh, there you see her bot. I mean, come on, man. She's very nondescript. I call them nondescript and I'm not trying to diss. I wouldn't, I would fold her. I mean, it ain't that I wouldn't fold her, but that doesn't say much about her at all. This woman should be taking a different approach, but what she's doing is preventing the hookup, which I'm fine with. The guy tried to pivot to a, let me meet at your place, and then he offered, I don't know, how, the context of the conversation is lost. She's saying that he says, why don't you cook for me? Now, in this scenario, he's basically saying, she's basically saying, no, I'm not going to cook for you and not let you in my house and let you try to hook up. Why? Because she has experience with it. How much experience, you ask? Here we go. I immediately caught the ick from the audacity and lack of nunchi, so I canceled his ass right away. And All right, there you go. Okay, let's stop right there. She canceled him right away, which she certainly, she certainly has the right to do so. And I don't mind that as well. You just didn't have this right scenario. You felt that he wanted to just try to hit it and quit it because you've experienced this. Starving. Yes, you've experienced this and and now it's time to kick him to the curb fine fine but you kicked him to the curb for cooking and trying to come to the crib let's continue here. invited my lovely girlfriend instead and cooked us a delicious meal needless to say he was removed from the roster when it comes to let's stop right there <laughs> let's stop right there <laughs> right this is the problem okay wait a minute you you have a roster now wait a minute now wait a damn minute you got a right you got this you got you're judging that guy and you got a roster now it doesn't surprise me but for a lot of men out here they are shocked that women have rosters they do got rosters they got ninja uh, uh, listen you'd be like women should be faithful and women will be like but i'm faithful bruh not in a large city, no. They got multiple men for multiple purposes. We need to just settle on the fact that that's true. Her roster consists of three Chads, a Tyrone, and two goofy-ass friend zone ninjas, and a ninja trying to seriously date that she's trying to seriously date for marriage. And that's you. Her roster, it, she's trying to find a guy. So she's turned off that he wants to come over. She doesn't need him to come over. She needs a guy to play the... That's you. And that's so you. So she like already got, and guys, every woman already has chin, yeah. Every woman already has ninjas they're boning. They'll tell you, I don't need a guy to just come over. I can get sex whenever I want it. They got, they got guys on their roster for that. If you're not that guy and she says, okay, uh, date, taking you out, to do all, you're the date guy. They got guys that they can bring over and hit it. Whether they do it or not is irrelevant. They got guys that can come and smash. Guys that they used to smash. Their ex-boyfriend, their ex-husband. They can get it. But you, you're, she wants you to date. She wants you to do the proper things. This is where the problem is going to be in the dating marketplace. Because they have guys in these places. So let's go back to this. She didn't want to cook for the guy. But she brought her nappy-headed ass friend over to cook for her. <laughs> right? The cooking was too humiliating 
for the gentleman. So she said, ick. She says, I got the ick. So now let me bring my other lonely ass muskrat friend over and I'll cook for her. Man, people got it backwards, fam. People got it backwards. Like, you not going to try? I get the hookup thing, and I get that. He was a stranger. I, I I will give her that. But cooking gave you the ick? Nah, I don't cook for no man. But you cooked for your friend? Why she get a meal? Why this broke bitch get a meal? All right, let's continue, man. There, there's a couple more things here. My lovely girlfriend instead and cooked us a delicious meal. Needless to say, he was removed from the roster. When it comes to online dating, which I have, unfortunately, 10 years of experience. Right there. Let's stop it there. Stop it right there. 10 years of experience. I wanted, I warned you of this, guys. I warned you. I said, I told you, dating is not supposed to be for 10 years. <laughs> right? The purpose of dating is to find a mate. For some reason, you spent 10 years doing this, and I said, dating is not for experts. You're not supposed to really be good at dating. If you've gotten to the point where you dated so many people and you've struck out, struck out, struck out, or got pumped and dumped or went through a whole phase or whatever you're doing, then you ended up at a certain point looking for beta male provider, and then you're mad you can't find them, so you're going to spend 10 more years, 10 years. Now, here's the thing. Let's do the math. If this Let's look at this woman. She looks like she can age between. Let's look at this woman. Um, I give her 28, 28, could be 32, possibly could be 25. I'm not, I, you know, that age range, being able to cook like this suggests that she might be pushing 30, right? I don't know many 25-year-olds getting down like this in the, in the kitchen. So she possibly is slightly over 30, 31, maybe 32, could be as young as 28. Let's go back to the 10 years, 10 years. That puts her at 18 to 21. Okay. Yeah, that brother's starving. If, if in fact, she's younger than that, that puts her at 15 to 16. Indeed, now, 10 years of going out on dates, getting plucked, randoms, meeting ninjas, trying to get impressed, hypergamy. Guys, this is a recipe for disaster. So she got significant taking on trips, taking on taking on nice things, wine and dine, bad dates, good dates, whatever it is, drunk dates, hookups, one night stand, a variety of things. You can't tell me in 10 years you haven't hooked up. You haven't got throttled. You didn't get cheated on. Oh, I went on a date with this guy. We went on four dates. He ghosted me after he boned and I found out he was married, right? This is the carousel. This is the carousel. Ten years, you cannot say, and this is when we get to women in their 40s, you cannot try to sell me that you haven't had hookups and one-night stands and all these things. That's ten years on the cock carousel. Dude, if you did two years on the carousel, I mean, ten, two years of dating, that's a lot of dating. That's a serial dater. So she's not taking this seriously. She's actually using this to be able to say, I'm going to go through my phases and then settle down. And that's you. Ten freaking years. I think it's egregious to be out here ten years dating and then say, I'm looking for the one. 
and then have the nerve to judge a ninja for coming over wanting to hit it. All right, so let's continue here. Number one rule is to ruthlessly move on when I see a red flag in the first few dates because 10 out of 10 times that red flag you were on the fence about will blow up on your face. All right, so with her experience, she's realizing that if you see the red flag, dodge. All right, which is good advice for the most part, but she's on a fault-finding mission. She's not looking for a mate. She's wasting everybody's time. She's wasting her time. Not only her time, she's wasting your time. She's there to actually just see where your mistake is, where your deficiency is, and bounce before anything gets started. Then the one guy that shows no red flags, she lets him fornicate with her. All right, this is what happens, man. And this also makes them useless uh, to you long term. Let's continue. A few months down the line. Finding issues six months into a relationship, totally normal. Everyone's flawed and it takes time to get to know each other. There but the go. ones you see in the first week, hard pass. All right, so she cleared that up. And I agree with that. She cleared it up. She says nobody's perfect, especially at the advanced age. Let's continue. Even if you have to last minute cancel, girl, save that energy for someone else. I have so many dating stories thanks to the New York City online dating scene. What? There we go. I got so many stories. Wait. And putting meat in your mouth is so many of those stories. That is apropos right there. I got so many stories on the New York dating scene. Yep. That makes sense right there. Hey, putting meat in your mouth what is pretty much sums up 10 years of dating in New York. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's the best advice you got for online dating? Let me know in the comments. Yeah, man. Boy, oh boy. I feel bad for you. And one of these things I'm going to tell you here. She's a serial online dater. That woman you never find out running game. Like, you're never going to see her out. She's one of these. She's like a cat. She's barely out in public. When she's out in public, she's on a mission or going to her job. Walk. If you ever see in New York, people are hustling. Nobody's walking around the street aimlessly looking to get picked up. People are hustling, zigzagging, slalling, slalling, uh, running. They're getting to where they're going. They're busy. So she doesn't get picked up at bars and restaurants or clubs. This is an online dater almost exclusively. She sits back there behind her profile with the power to swipe, 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 and look for red flags. But then in that, she's difficult to date. First of all, her personality is dry. Okay, she typically probably has no, that's about as much humor as you're going to get out of her. She probably has, I mean, I'm just judging from her. She doesn't seem like a mean person. All right, she, she seems condescending. I would say she, and look at her friend, Jesus. All right, she's uh, probably believes she's smarter than everybody. Um, and she probably doesn't take criticism well. Right, she probably would freak out and take a leap off of a 48 store. Let me, let me stop here. Um. This is the girl who never got a, 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 a minus two on a term paper in high school. Little Miss Perfect. Judgmental and, and, and that type of thing. I've, I've, I don't really mess around with chicks like this. They're hard to relate to. They're hard to relate to. So I can see her character. She got a lot of character flaws that she hides. And uh, now you're going to also think, oh, she's innocent. I could take it. Nah, man. Yeah. Mm. It's getting tough out there. It's getting, getting kind of hectic. All right, last one, and this leads us to the next topic. I'm going to do some Super Chats. Apparently, this article has come out by The Guardian. They're typically going to put articles out like this, especially from this woman right here, Clementine Ford. Uh, when I see articles like this, I've definitely shared from The Guardian before. And uh, take a look at this. Marriage is an inherently misogynist 
institution. So why do women agree to it? Oh, here we go, Ninja. What I'm noticing is the more men talk about this and the more opportunities for uh, women to join on the bandwagon to uh, fan the flames of, of whatever, I, I think this what this is, is this is a reaction to the crimson capsule, the red pill. Now, you got to understand, since 2013 and 2012, this space has been saying the same thing. Well, marriage ain't worth it. And what do men get? And what do you bring to the table? And blah, blah, blah. I think what we're seeing now is that women are following up with, hey, yeah, we're abandoning dating and marriage too. We're getting off dating apps too. Marriage is not good for us too. But then when they say it, there's no criticism. When we say it, something wrong with us. Now marriage is inherently misogynist. Yeah, she's a known feminist, this woman. I've shared articles about her. So this doesn't come as a surprise. For the true purpose of the best man to losing rights to property, marriage was never designed to benefit women. It can be fixed. Oh, sorry, it can't be fixed. It must be rejected. All right, this is this the woman here. And if you read a lot of her stories, she definitely comes from a, de- uh, um, um, a feminist position. I find it questionable as I believe marriage overwhelmingly advantages women. Overwhelmingly, especially in this day and age. But let me read a paragraph and then we can move on. Marriage is now, not now, or never has been designed with women's happiness in mind. Oh, there's happiness. There's happiness. Women are funny creatures, man. Happiness. (laughs) I'm not happy. (laughs) Marriage is not about happiness. What are we doing? Marriage is not about happiness. Okay. It is not now or ever has been designed for women's happiness in mind. And yet we're told that without it, we will be miserable. Uh, Happiness and miserable are not the same thing. That's not opposite of that, right? That's uh, anyway. As any sociologist can tell you, it's men who benefit from marriage. They live longer. They are generally happier and healthier, and their economic prospects improve. Oh, my Lord. This cannot be. Are we? This tells me nobody listens to, nobody listens to anything we say over here. Nobody listens to anything we say over here. Because these two, two out of these three things are very much taken out of context. There's nothing applied properly here. So they, men do benefit more economically. It improves. However, we've debunked this 511 times. Who does, it, who does it benefit when a married man has economic improvement, right? Who does it benefit? Who does it benefit if a husband has improved economics? then the ninja have to live longer because all of these parasites and birds living off of me oh my goodness um let me continue here we have to live longer because we're caged animals this is outrageous on the other hand studies have shown that married women die earlier man send it man Send it. 
you, this is a joke. And marriage alone isn't a guarantee of happiness for women. They are happy if they have a happy life. When it comes to divorce, the financial risk of women is more perilous. This is true. And their income drops after divorce. They're the ones filing it. And economists and economists hit that. It takes an average of six years to recover from. Oh, my God. Damn, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, guys, you have to understand that women do read this type of stuff and get very much uh, put off by men in marriage. But then they say it's their decision that they put it off. And then inevitably it's not. By the time a woman's able to process all this information, she already old. She already, she's already too old. Which means she don't have much prospects for marriage to begin with. If a woman's young enough and of marriage age and is convinced that she wants to be a mother or a child, a mother of children and raise a family and be with a husband, she's not going to be exposed to this type of information. Okay. She ain't even going to be able to process and think about it. So a lot of this is what's going on here. I'm trying to explain it the best way I can. But of course, when people say I'm ruining marriage, I'm ruining relationships. You have to understand that there's a group of people, AKA people will say it's the feminists. I don't say these are, these are the feminists. What these articles are aimed at is that the moderate feminists. Okay. The women that are this woman right here. It's the articles aimed at these people, and they eat it up. They eat it up. Yeah, yeah. But we already know this is going to be doom and gloom for her in 20 years, right? This is going to be bad news for her because it's going to catch up to her inevitably. Inevitably, and then she'll try to fool you like women in her 40s, and we're going to get to that next. Let me get to the Super Chats. Appreciate y'all, man. Hit the like button. We got less than 1,000 likes. We got less than a thousand likes. Give me a couple more likes. Just give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. Yeah. It is. Don't pass the scroll. Do you believe, let's put this up on a poll. Who do you believe marriage benefits? <laughs> All right. And what, and I, I see a greater problem here because what they're missing is I don't believe this is my belief system. Uh, maybe I might not tell you my belief system. Let's put this. Who is marriage supposed to benefit? That's going to be the better question. This is where we're getting it all wrong. Right? Who is marriage? Who is, wait, who is marriage supposed to benefit? This is where we got it all wrong. Wife, husband, and the final right there. There we go. There's, there's the poll on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And I didn't put a question mark, so forgive me on the grammar here. I'll put it on this channel right here. Forgive me on the grammar. Or the spelling. Uh, let's see here. And when we get to why men stay in miserable marriages, this is going to sum it up. This is going to sum up well, why men stay in miserable marriages. And let's start the poll right there. Okay. And we are having selfish individuals getting married. All right. I get it. You don't want to be miserable, but this is getting out of hand. Super Chats. Hey, shout out to Super Chats says Joshua Moon says 5K reward for 400 guns. He says, oh, well, <laughs> it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Nate Bitt says, can I kick it? 
Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I got to be careful, man. They got sued for that one. They got sued. I just learned the Tribe Called Quest got sued for that particular song. It wasn't because of the lyrics. It was because of they sampled something and didn't clear it. Bob says, you're right about security, Yobs. But you can use this to learn skills like programming, video editing, etc. Yes. So security, you got to make sure you flip it. Flip it. All right. I don't think it's a permanent position. The infamous New York City. Take the mindset the NWO has of women. Let them work. They pay for my dividends. He says they're your. He said they're your. They are your cash flow. And he says, observe, do not disturb, sign the government posted. Shout out to you. He says, they pay for my dividends. They're your cash flow. Observe, do not disturb. All right, I think that's right. That's what you're saying there. Let them work. Yeah, I I believe it so too. I believe it to be so too. But um, I think they're also double dipping. Yeah. (laughs) They're double dipping. Derek Choice, that Ling Ling just wanted someone to pipe her down. That sucker for Love Ninja wanted her to cook while they listened to her Jodeci album and talk about the future together. She did them both a favor by canceling. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And uh, are, are there ladies in the house that want to vouch for this? That want to vouch for this? I remember I dated this one lady. She became a part of my rotation, if you will. I dated her, and the funny thing happened. A funny thing happened on the way to dating her is I used to go to her crib or she used to come to my crib and I made the mistake of believing that we needed to have a conversation, all right, and take notes on this one. This doesn't happen to all, so you have to be very delicate. What would happen is she would do the whole, yeah, come over, I cook for you. Okay, she would come over and we would meet up and she'd come to the house. And for the first couple of times that we were met up, like maybe like the first 10 times, we would sit down, talk, argue fuss fight and it was almost like there was a disagreement or whatnot there was always this tension and we were always going back bickering and it lasts for like an hour and a half for two hours then it would lead to the bedroom then one day i switched it up and i said as soon as i walk in the door i'm gonna just grab her by her shirt all right start make her out go to the bedroom clap them cheeks right So I walked in, did that, and went. There was no more conversation. There was no discussion. There were no arguing, fussing, fighting. Smash right walking in the door. No no talking, no arguing, no giving her red pills, no telling nothing. Soon as I walked in, (laughs) soon as you, but a lot of guys are doing this. A lot of guys, you're talking too much. You're having too much conversation. Because most of you guys, I'm I'm telling you, men and women are not compatible. There's nothing of interest that she has that you will share. Very little. So it was boom. And then once I did that, that was how we started off every meeting. That was how we started off. What you will discover is that's what they wanted in the first place. The problem is, the problem is a lot of guys really don't make that move it's one of those crazy things that once you figure it out you're like oh this is what you wanted but they couldn't say 
Somebody said, listen, it's complicated. There's a woman in here. I'm telling you guys, a lot of things that they want from you and a lot of times you're having arguments with them is because you're not taking the lead. You're not, and you're not, you think they want to talk. They most of the time don't, <laughs> right? They want to do the freaky shit. Come over. That's why they ain't telling you to go out and take them on a date. Just come over and freak me. I know you have to be, I'm not, I'm just making sure you know, make sure you know, you got to have, you got to have an understanding that that's what they want. You got to be careful. You know, if you're worried about me too and all of that stuff, but once you figure it out, you're like, oh, no wonder. No wonder. <laughs> yeah, say less, fam. They don't want to take charge for grape balance. There's going to be a difference between grape and this. There's a fine line. So you'll understand what a grape is and what it's not. You'll know right away when you try it. You'll know. You'll know right away when you try it. Okay, this isn't something you would do initially. But the reason why, I'm going to tell you guys, this is why women are complicated, is they cannot be as direct with most men. They cannot be as direct with most men, and there's a reason why. Number one, inherently, they are indirect. They think they're great communicators. They're the worst. Number two, if they are direct and forward, you, you are going to perceive them to be whores and it could potentially lose the partner. A lot of guys don't, we're going to talk about this later on. A lot of guys don't see this quality as good in women. You're going to think. Number three, in this, they can't face rejection. So if they are that direct and then you reject them, they can't have, they can't face it. So these are reasons why they do this. And what you will find, this is a tough position in today's marketplace. This is why I'm telling you. One of the things you will find is that if you are always talking to a lot of women and you're arguing with them and bantering, you're losing. You're, you're losing with them. And a lot of it is your fault, and a lot of it is their fault. There's a lot into it to unpack. So I would tell you, one of the reasons why men are struggling out here is their concern because women are fickle. They're fickle. They could change their mind. They could, but after a certain time, in my opinion, men and women are not compatible with conversation. I know people are going to be mad at this. They suck at communicating. There's nothing we have. There's very little we have in common. The best confusion you can give a woman is a woman that is going, I don't agree with you on anything, but they let you push them inside to their esophagus. I always say, save the conversation for somebody else. Save the political conversation. Save the conversation about current events. Save the conversation about what you think about. Save the conversation about red pill. Save the conversation about feminism. Save the conversation about the Black Lives Matter march. Save the conversation. It's irrelevant. Most of the time, it's absolutely irrelevant. It ain't going to push the government. You're going to dry her up. And this is just kind of where I've, this is where I've arrived 
And a lot of guys before us have arrived at this a long time ago. There's nothing to really talk about. Most of it is a wasted breath. Now, sometimes there's an ability to communicate and get information. Most of the time is worthless. So this is when I offer this up. Yeah, don't talk to them about anything important. I offer this up when they say, well, what do you have in common with the woman that's 25? Does it matter? <laughs> it don't matter. I don't have anything in common with you when you're my same age, other than the fact that we're the same age and we grew up at the same time. It's irrelevant. Now, if we're talking about getting married, maybe, but we're dating each other. We're meeting up. We're hooking up. It's absolutely irrelevant as to what this person has in common or think. Let our bodies talk. <laughs> right? Right here. He's talking about me too. We're not talking about me too. These are two different things. You, me too, typically, he's talking about changing their minds after me too. That's a different conversation. That's an extension of the conversation. We're not talking about me too. Guys, they changed their mind and you definitely didn't have that element where the guy was direct. They changed their mind even in the context of relationships. So they wind and dine. They went to dinner and all of that shit. So Me Too is not a part of this conversation at the moment. It's not a part of it. We're, just take that away for now. I get what you're saying. But what, what you're finding out is, and let's just be honest, the majority of men are, in a is, are not in this position. Right? I'm sorry, what, did somebody ask me a question? Was it super chatted? I'm not sure. We're talking about, you're talking about Me Too, and you're describing what I described as a Me Too. No, Me Too happened in context of 10-year relationships. So what you're trying to say was, oh, that's a, that's a charge. Guys, there are grape charges on women that went to dinner and then came back to the crib. So anything could be a charge. It's, it's what is how it, you're taking out of context what I'm saying. So I get what you're saying, but we're looking at, we're looking at a lot of times. And I'm trying to tell guys this, you're talking too much to women. When I talk about Bruce Wayne and all of this stuff, most men where you're losing the battle is talking too damn much. Trust me on this. Women don't really be listening to what you're saying. They're looking for a reason to argue. They have tension. I'm not saying you got to come in and walk in the door and, and fold her up. But you're talking too much. You're talking too much on text messages. You're talking too much in conversations and ideas. Okay? You're talking way too much to women, period. <laughs> right? Now, some of them need some stimulation at some point. But over the last five to 10 years, I'm realizing I was talking too damn much. I was saying way too much. This is why I say the Bruce Wayne effect of being a little bit more, I can't figure out why I'm liking you. You want them to be thinking like that after a while. <laughs> okay. It is crazy. All right, the guy here is going crazy on, you know, the Me Too. You're concerned about that. Again, that is a valid concern. This is a valid concern. You should know the difference. However, there's always context. Okay. But you're telling them too much. 
You're telling them too much on dates. I'm just telling you why men are here. Why would you come to my platform? Yeah, we messed up with women. Women messed us over. Let's find out why. Now, I'm giving you a reason why. Doesn't mean you have to use it. Let's talk about why. One of the reasons why is we said too much. We talked too much. We text too much information. I'm telling you, that's where we were losing. <laughs> we were losing, losing, losing battle. Somebody said, it. yeah, it's, it's what it is. And we pillow talked and we shared our emotions. I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, we screwed the pooch. In my opinion, if I would give advice to young men, how can I be better out here? Stop telling these women too much. You tell, yeah, he said, read the room, bro. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, and we do have a segment in this sphere of men that will always just bring that. Whoa, it will. And they ain't never had no, they ain't had no pussy in a minute. So they're worrying about me too. And they ain't even have no pussy yet. So, or they haven't had any in a long time. I'm like, you worrying about me too for no reason. There's a reason why you were worried about me too. Me too, or allegations typically come from a guy who is either status wise and she didn't get what she wanted. That's normally where it comes from. It ain't going to come from a normal ninja. Rarely does it get aimed at a normal ninja. But here's my loose lip scene chip. And I see guys even on, they'll share a screenshot with me. And in the screenshot, they'll be like, for some reason, you got to boom and you got to hit the, you got to hit them with the, and this is why I won't talk to you no more. And I'm out of here and bitch you this. Why are you telling them that? (laughs) Like, nope. The best thing you can do is say as little as little as possible. Give them there was a video I was going to share with you. I know I'm going off the rails here. But there was a woman, an older woman, an older woman that said, "My husband never talked to me about important issues. He never talked to me about politics. He never talked to me about anything this is an older lady they were interviewing her I don't know who she was but he was like and I think what happened was the conversation came up and he was like in fact my husband's never talked about me about any of these things and we were happily married for x amount of years he said she he would just keep it simple this is what this is your how was your day good how was your day I great now it wasn't like he was not sharing anything but he did not want to complicate it. He wanted the relationship to be cordial. He said, the woman said, he talked to other women about these things, secretaries and people at his work, but when he came home, he never talked about that. And it allowed them to never had an argument. It never, they never get into these fights. What you're going to find out, and let's take notes, black men, you're saying too much to these women. First of all, a lot of them don't have a couple of, bra- there, there are a few short, there are a few brain shells short of a full deck. I don't, I don't know how to say it. A lot of black women, no matter what they say, they don't believe anyway. And even if they believe it, they're delusional. So having a conversation with a lot of them is useless. It's useless. It's useless conversation. What you're going to end up doing is arguing with them because they're kind of bird-brained it. All right, so that's that. And if you talk about any other race of women, most of the time they bird-brained it. Bird-brained it. And it's going to mess up the whole vibe. This is what I'm trying to talk about. 
We're not talking about Me Too and all of that stuff. What we're telling you about is most of it is is useless waste of conversation, right? And most of the time, the woman's trying to get to the same point you are. And oddly enough, you will not even discover it until it's too late. They're trying to get you there, but you talked yourself out of it, <laughs> right? So now it's a dust up, a fight, an argument, and all of this stuff. Some women do create arguments to as foreplay. And if you tried it and you walked in and you were like, okay, here we go. Let me just take you to the room. And she says, no, just say, okay, sit on back. We're not talking about pressuring them to do anything. Not talking about crossing that line. We're not talking about pressuring them. We're just talking about reading the room. Some guys are socially awkward. I get it. This woman's socially awkward. There are men that are socially awkward that could not carry this out. It's simple. That would be a simple. But you guys are telling them your life story, your business, your emotions, your thoughts, your goals, your plans, your politics, uh, and all of this stuff, and it is unnecessary. It is absolutely unnecessary. That is kind of how you should do things. And I'm telling you, some women will become more interested in you as opposed to less interested in you. It's one of those things. I know, man. He says Western women want to argue with ninjas. They want to. You got to put that fire out really early. And what you're going to find is, what you're going to find is, they're going to be like, you're different. Let me just, I'm, can I go off for a minute? Can I go off? Because this is important. Again, we've, we've all had issues with women. That's why we're here. What I'm telling you is a lot of it was self-inflicted. A lot of us, we caused it. Let me go off. Do you know that most women, that they got men every day that text them good morning, that flirts with them during text messages, that gets them... They'll be like, baby, I'll, you the, that comments on their pictures. Baby, you the most beautifulest thing in the world. Good morning. Grand, grand opening, grand closing. All right, grand rising. Hey, queen. Okay. Now, you'll come in. You got to be able to have leverage and options. You'll come in and you'll not do that, but you have to have certain other elements of this Bruce Wayne effect. I should go in and do, go in more on it, but you'll come in in your full confidence, in your full belief of, hey, I'm the value proposition here. I'm the leveraging options here. I'm the guy in control here. I'm running this. I'm, di But it has to be legit, authentic. It can't be faked. What will happen is she will eventually challenge you. Hey, how come you don't text me? How come you don't engage with me? How come you're not telling me these things? And eventually she'll say, other people are doing it right now. AKA, there's competition. I get it from other people. Other people take the time and day. It seems like you don't have the time and day to respond. And when you do, it's very simple. How come? How come? How come? The reason why she's asking you that is she knows you're the higher value. You're demonstrated it. And she can't do anything about it. She can't control you. While she's watching the other guys do it willingly with no effort. So she got to figure out how to shit test you. That's when you under control be like, hey, this is what it is. This is how I operate. Priority wise, 
I only known you for a few weeks, a few months, a few, uh, not even a full year. You're not there yet. She's going to have to say this. Okay, daddy. Okay. Okay, daddy. Or you simply say, well, listen, go where the attention flows. <laughs> go where the attention flows. This actually happened to me very recently. Same, and I have these same conversations with women because I don't text. I don't flirt text. I don't phone text. I don't be like, hey, beautiful. I don't good morning. I don't do any of that. And I tell them up front, don't expect that from me. All right, I'm really focused on a lot of other things. All right, you're just a new person in my life. You're not just going to rise to the top. I tell them this up front. Now, they want to see if I can carry that out and my words match my actions. It does. Then they say, this is weird. Then they'll tell you there's other bulls in the ring. And then I say, go where the attention flows. But I guarantee you, after a while, that attention will wane and you'll be back knocking at my door. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They tried to shit test you. You smacked it. All right, they tried to tell you there's competition. Boom, I got the value. It don't matter. I don't even know. And she's like, and these guys are a bit, I don't care who they are. They ain't me. Say less. I know they're telling you to do more. And if you don't, I'm a bounce. Okay, bounce. <laughs> but again, when we talk about why men stay in miserable relationships, right? We're going to talk about why men don't do this. Bounce. I mean, listen, when you bounce, this is what, when you bounce, you'll be back. <laughs> Not saying, well, go, I don't care. And you can have those guys. They're just trying to pump and dump you. I go, okay, listen, when you bounce and go where the attention flows, I, I can guarantee you, you'll be back. <laughs> they will be like, they're going to do like this. What is the, somebody said, what is the superpower of men to be able to walk away? That is the superpower. And they, these, the dating coaches that I criticize a lot, they've been saying this a long time. And I want to shout out the dating coaches that have been saying this. They've been saying this. And we've been ignoring it because a lot of the other bullshit they say is too easy to pick apart. But it's, it's pretty simple. Your ability to walk away, your ability to say, I have the value proposition, your ability to have leverage, your ability to be indifferent. No, love is a disadvantage. Falling in love with a woman is a disadvantage. And men should not be looking for love. Love should not be the presiding emotion over your relationship as a man. As the woman, she should be in love with you. You want her to be giddy. You want her to be girly. You want her to be... You want to take a woman that's a leader and a strong and independent and a masculine in the world and make her giddy little girl. But what happens is, what happens is a lot of guys try to match and become equal to the woman. Whatever she brings, I'm going to equalize it, okay? She texts me things, I'm going to text her things, all right, and vice versa. All right, what does she want out of this? Let me, let me do this because this is what she wants, bro. It's where we lost. We've been losing this battle 
simply on one of these things right here. This is it. I love, Dr. Thunder had a great show on this. I love my passion. I love my kids. I love my spirituality. I love God. I love all of that. That's what I love. You ain't never going to replace or come before any of these things, ever. Guys, you will be surprised at a lot of women when you tell them that. They'll be like, I'll be up front. But what we do is we try to go around and navigate their way. All right, she wants to be loved and she wants flowers and roses. That's what she said. That's what she said. But you will find that that only works for a short period of time. That's going to fan out. Or you got to keep that behavior up. I love my hobbies. So you're giving up on love the rest of your life. Holy moly. <laughs> Sucker for love ninjas. Sucker for love ninjas. Guys, you're not supposed to love in that way. Ninjas is straight up goofy. You will find out. You will find out that men are not supposed to love in that way. And if you do, you are the, you're, you're, <laughs> You're going to be in a situation where you find that you're going to be trying to chase her with love the entire time. I love my hobby. Dude, that's where your power is. Be able to replace them. You, listen, you can be a part of this. I'm inviting you to be a part of this. You're going to have to earn my monogamy. Listen to me. You're going to have to earn my monogamy. Huh? You're going to have to earn my loyalty. What? Most women, they'll hear that and they'll run. Some women will say, well, <laughs> this ninja has the value proposition. What you're trying to do is keep every woman you meet. I'm trying to make sure you're going to earn. You want monogamy? She like, yeah. You believe in monogamy? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. A woman earns my monogamy. She don't get it right off the rip. You're going to earn it. <laughs> Some of you goofy ass ninjas, I'm telling you, I was the same way. You couldn't do it. You be, you be trying not to lose the broad. I'm like, what are you talking about? Earn my, are, you're supposed to be monogamous. No, I'm not. And I'm not. So right now, if that's what you want from me, you're going to have to earn it. If you don't want to earn it and work for it, fine. You ain't going to get anything from me. But you ain't going to get all my pimping for all this simping. It ain't going to happen. But I, you guys got to prioritize what's right here. You're going to find out when you make this switch. You're going to get in the, you're going to get in the driver's seat. You're going to get in the driver's seat. A guy that doesn't do it and you say, I'm monogamous to you. I'm faithful for you for, in, for no reason at all. And I'm going to talk to you and listen to all your useless ass thoughts. And we're going to communicate. You're going to find out, dude, that's how I lost. That's how I was losing. When I flipped it, it started to become easier. Just, just to tell you. And this is no dating coach shit. <laughs> here we go right here. Man, anyway, I, I had to go off on that. But a lot of guys don't get it. And most, just understand, there are some women that aren't going to do this. They're going to walk off. What you will say is, that's your loss. I mean, shit. I had, to, I had to leverage in this shit all day long. Go. You also will find out that they'll be back. 
Let her go. Let her go. They just don't want to let broads go. We're going to show you this in the next conversation. Let her go. Ain't no, what was she doing? To, we're going to talk about this, man. <laughs> let her go. I know, guys, man, I know it's difficult because now what you're saying is, well, no, you're saying dating culture. You're saying walk in and banger me too. We got to realize we're, we're elevating the conversation now. I do too many shows and have too many hours to fill to just hit you with me too. <laughs> Great ballers. We, we have to elevate the conversation and get a little more realistic and say, we lost leverage from the very beginning. It's not that it's not that we got screwed. It's that we lost leverage. And we gave them the leverage from the very beginning. That's where it happened. Let's be honest. We lost leverage from the start. And once you lose the leverage from the start, you'll never recover it. That's where we did it. And then we allowed this individual who is never going to lead you, who is only going to try to wrap you around your finger, manipulate, we let her do it. We let her. We only gave her enough. We, we gave her enough indication to be able to manipulate the shit out of us because you led with love. We, this is a whole big conversation. You never made her earn anything. You never made her earn it. Why would you give her monogamy from the start? By the way, this woman said she got a roster, but your dumb ass came in and said, I'm looking for a monogamous relationship. You thought she was looking for the same thing. Most women have multiple men before they meet you. They already got a roster. They're already not even monogamous with you. The woman you're monogamous with that you're trying to date is still screwing her ex right now. And I'm talking to men that are 30 and above. Right? I'm talking to men that are 30 and above. They are not, they're dating multiple men. They're reaching out and communicating to multiple men. And your ass going to give her from monogamy for what? For what reason? <laughs> I don't understand. But again, because you're in love. We're going to talk about this leverage position in the bit. Let me get to these. Let me get to these. Let me get to these right here. Dr. Thunder says, thanks for the shout out, bro. Sandwich gang in the building. Hashtag sandwich gang. All right. Thank you, brother. And then Johnny B says, future Ling Ling fun. Indeed. Yes. I love, I love them. I love them. And one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, there's just too much to add to that. There's too much to add to that. We just have to understand we messed our priorities up. We just don't have our priorities straight. And this is how we lose. This is how we lose. And if you want to take this information and say, okay, I'll never date women again because of this, I understand. I understand. I'm not telling you to now use this as a dating strategy. What I'm saying is a lot of it is how we walked into it. We walked in, gave up the leverage, and they, and they ran with it, <laughs> right? Same thing with marriage. Phoenix Sun says, for the machine, CGA talked about how women prioritize their relationships with their dog over their relationships with their boyfriend. Yep. 
I, I talked about that. They'll, they'll leverage their, dude, you'll come in and they'll be like, well, here's my dog and here's my two kids. You'll come over. Hey, we need to walk the dog and play with the dog and he loves you. You're losing leverage by the moment. <laughs> by the moment. If we're talking about women under 21, it's slightly different. It's slightly different. All right. Anyway, shout out to uh, Lyle Pocket says, Coachy, shout out to my Fresno State Bulldog 6-1 going up against Boise State. Wish me luck. Shout out to the Fresno State Bulldogs. Wish you luck over here. Wish you luck. You got one, too. <laughs> right here. Kayla says, marriage is a man-made institution protected by religion. And he says, uh, protected by religion, made to benefit women and children. If a woman miscarries, the man can't leave her. Government laws that have instilled into the institution only make men suffer even more. Men die faster and their earnings will go to the woman and children, especially if he dies. Any feminist who believes that marriage benefits women, that doesn't benefit any woman, any feminist who doesn't believe that marriage benefits women is no more delusional than these 304s. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. We got a couple. Oh, shit. I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. Got Venmo, a couple more PayPals. Uh, shout out to Cali West Miami. He says, what is a happy woman? A beach <laughs> walking around with a smile, glad, uh, glued to her face 24-7 and 365. You may not be happy, but you can be content. Ask CGA and the free agent lifestyle. Yeah, happiness to me is not the one. That's not the thing you need to change. Chase. I, and I also think that women who use that, they're not communicating what they're trying to say. All right, they're trying to say, I'm not happy. They're using that as a smokescreen. They're not talking about they're not happy. They're talking about something even deeper than that. But they're not communicating it with you. They're also, they're also, don't, they're also confused about themselves, right? So they are, they're confused about who they are. I think it's an identity crisis they're having, to be honest with you. It's deeper. Kevin, Theodore, as far as women goes, if you say less, you'll have less mess. Yep. If you say less, you'll have less mess. The more you say, the more shit you're going to uh, bring on. Ocular Van Leer, you have to see it to believe it, Coach. Google lasagna dishwasher. Send it. All right. Shout out to you there. Sway Musa says, I met CGA at LA Fitness yesterday. <laughs> And I love you in the photo of lo on locals. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. He says, coach, they ain't cared. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Okay. All right. There's, there's a thing that they put on locals. He says, uh, coach, stayed in character with his headphones. Must see. Check it out, coach game. Gilroy says, keep up the great work. I sent you money on Venmo. First time donating. Appreciate you. And all you do, brother, appreciate you over there on Venmo. Shout out to Darnell. Richardson says, I believe marriage benefits wives more than the children because a man can take care of the children without being married to the mother. Indeed, right there. So thank you for sharing your information on the poll. Yo, Roy says, New World Order symbols are all around us. Keep your cash out of the banks and stay strapped. Last one, Zabian says, the reason Henry Ford, founder of the Ford Motor Company, company created the eight-hour workday is because he realized the maximum amount of honest work he could get from factory employees was four hours out of the eight-hour workday. Hence, the standardized 40-hour-a-week 
we abide by today. And that, that is set for employees for sure. So eight hours to get four is the maximum. That's two, and I'm going to get going. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says, Coach, I'm starting to see friends on Facebook just now talking about what we talk about in the red pill space. It's sad because they are super behind and lost in the sauce. Macaroni Tony, slow ninjas take the R, take, he says, slow ninjas take the RP hat off. The scenarios is about vetting and establishing the relationship. Pipe and entertain, not converse in politics. So that was the point. And yeah, I know guys jump right into the Me Too cases and the grape assaults. Most of that is not what I'm talking about. That was, that would be out of context. We're talking about vetting and whatnot. What, what I'm finding is, and what a lot of guys, I got to get some chapstick on here or lip balm. What a lot of guys I think are missing is that they're talking too much to women, period. In any scenario, you're saying way too much. I'm talking about at the job. I'm talking about women at the store. I'm talking about the girlfriend, the girl you met on Tinder, the girl you're dating, sugar babies. I don't give a damn who it is. Your mama, your your sisters, you're talking way too much. There really isn't shit that we need to talk about with them. Be brief, my brother. Be brief, my brother. There's really ain't shit that you need to really say to them. Like, you, there's nothing that she needs to understand about you except for a very few points. Very few things that you need to understand. Understand, this is how I do. I ain't changing. Blah, blah, blah. But we saying way too much. And even when you bounce on them, you don't have to say a damn thing. <laughs> right? Like, meaning you don't have to say much. You don't have to say much when you bounce. All right? Hey, go, go back to what you do. All right? It is what it is. Hey, go where the attention flows. Hey, best of luck. I wish you well. <laughs> like, best of luck. I wish you well. Had a good time with you. All right? Let me know. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, there's another thing I used to say is uh, seeing you in another lifetime. See you in another lifetime. <laughs> right? Ain't nothing personal. Business is business. I had stuff to do. You don't have to shove it down their throat. Most of the time, you have to understand that most of the time they're doing this to walk away. It's a shit test. They shit testing you. Hey, whatever will be, will be. Hey, I wish you luck out there. But what we'll want to do is we'll be like, see, that's why you this and you ain't worth shit and you worthless anyway and your pussy stank. Like, <laughs> and this is why CGA said on this show, Arguing with women is useless. It is the most useless activity that you will, you will find more peace when you adopt this strategy. And they'll actually be more interested in you, believe it or not. <laughs> right? Let me get back to the show. Believe it or not, they'll be like, hmm. You know why? Because you're different than the rest of the guys. You're going to be different. And be like, most guys put up with my shit. Most guys text me grand rising. Most, most guys flirt with me all day on the phone. Most guys, how come you ain't doing it? Well, I prioritize other things. Listen, at some particular point, we may get there, but you're new to me. And then. <laughs> you know, maybe you can work your way up and we can get 
get to that point. <laughs> so maybe you can work your way up and we can get to that point. Be like, what? <laughs> and what's the next rule of sales? What is the next rules of sales? No, don't say I don't give a fuck. See, hey, here, here's what I'm going to tell you. I know people are going to say that. That's arguing. That's arguing. We got, you got to take the leverage back. Indifferent. Man, bitch, I don't give a fuck what you say, and I ain't got to do nothing. You can't make me do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Not even with your mother or your sister, your cousin, your niece, your daughter, your, your, you give them power. Remember, you give them power. Don't say nothing. Just say, just say that. It doesn't affect me either way. If, if you want to continue, we'll continue. If you don't, it's okay. <laughs> Indifference. Indifference. And then what's the next rule of sale? You say what you say, limit what you say, and then whoever responds first is the loser. <laughs> whoever responds first. Hey, it is what it is, but I do wish you luck. Have a good time. And just sit there. And wait. And if she don't bounce and grab her purse and huff off and stomp off and just look at her, she just looking at you, don't say nothing. Grab a drink. Look off at the game. Look at her. (laughs) Take a bite of your food. First one that talks loses. (laughs) Yep. Soon as she opened her chicken brain mouth, because she's going to do it. Well, I don't understand. She lost. You lost the leverage. Did you hear what I said? Okay, here we go. First one that talks, lose. So anyway, let me get in here, because here's what we got. This is going to talk about it. Miserable relationships. Why are men stuck in miserable relationships? Well, these are some of the things we've been highlighting. But watch this. This woman, actually, before I play the woman, because you guys are going to judge the way she looks. But let me give you some data. I'm going to give you some data. The data says that women are the ones who end relationships because they're fed up, right? Women in relationships, they're fed up. All right, I couldn't take it no more from him. I took years of abuse. I took years of yelling. I took years of blah, blah, blah. He wasn't pulling his weight and blah, blah, blah. That's what we hear. And women say, yeah, that's why women divorce. This is what I'm going to tell you. Most of the time that a woman was getting fed up in her relationship, okay, the guy had already settled for the fact that he was going to stick with that miserable woman. She turned into an unbearable individual. She was mothering him. She was no longer giddy. She had already started looking at him with disdain and disgust. He already could feel it. There was no winning. He actually would wake up every day and say, You can't win! She had already pulled the puss off the table. It was already headed to a sexist marriage. But he didn't bounce. He's, he, st- he stuck around. There's going to be reasons why. But then what will happen is, because he checks out, but stays... She believes that he's not doing what he needs to do to keep her happy. But what women don't understand, and men, is that by the time she's not getting what she needs from him, he already done. He already Mm. chose his fate. He already accepted fate. He was like, well, 
I'm going to stick around, though, because, and we're going to identify why, because. He already got tired of her not kissing him. He already got tired of her with her lazy-ass sex. He already got tired of the fact that he ain't getting no more blowjobs, that he's playing the ring game. She don't suck him off. She don't do nothing but complain about him leaving up the toilet seat and not picking up socks. It has been years of misery. Then she says, he ain't doing this and he ain't doing that. That's because he already accepted his miserable-ass fate. And he just said, I'm going to be here for these reasons. So here, here's what it is right here. And women have to understand, the guy that is not doing for you what he used to, that you're tired of and you would no longer put up with his shit, he already sick of your ass anyway. But he ain't even told you. You know why? He can't tell you. If he tells you, you're going to take it personal. If he tells you, he's going to lose. If he tells you about yourself and he tells you your peace leaves stank and you lazy in bed and the blowjobs you gave him is worthless, if he tells you, he's going to automatically take that L. You're going to be crumpled up in the corner. You're going to be in marriage counseling therapy. You're going to be filing for divorce. So he puts up with more of your lazy shit and then he turns into a lazy bum and he stops giving back to you. That is the truth. Now, that is the truest thing you will ever hear. And we got to get women in order because what they believe is that they were perfect the entire time because we didn't complain or we didn't try to check them and they thought they were doing good until they noticed you weren't doing good. And then they say, hey, you aren't doing good no more. Women, woman, you wasn't doing good for years and I'll put up with it. Now you're seeing the results of years of me checking out. But you ain't been perfect. Let me tell you about yourself and your lazy ass effort you've been giving me. And you're not paying attention to me and telling me I need to do for myself in my own marriage. And me covering your ass and giving you shelter and you not being uh, appreciative of it. Let me tell you about you. But a lot of guys, even when the woman tells you about you, you still can't tell them about themselves. Now, well, I won't be that petty. You need to tell women when they coming up short. You know why we can't? Because we have, we're going to tell you right now. We're going to tell you right now. Because a lot of women are doing lazy ass jobs out here in their relationship. They're just doing the bare minimum Then as the relationship goes on, they put more and more responsibility on you and give you less and less. They sandbagging on you. Here it is right here. The six sad reasons men stay in relationships. Number one, his partner's attractive. (laughs) Well, at least she's attractive. At least I got a hot girl and she running laps around you. (laughs) She running laps around you and sandbagging. Well, at least my wife's beautiful. My girlfriend's beautiful. Hey, man, it ain't worth it. What's the next one? He's sentimental about the relationship, a.k.a. I told you if you're sentimental about the relationship and emotional, you about to take a fat L. That means no matter what she does and no matter what she does, you can't call her out. Well, we put in the time and she's good and she's a good woman and she ain't evil. And this is where I tell you love is not the direction men need to lead with being sentimental about the relationship, but accepting less is bad. All right. Number three, the physical side is too good to give up. AKA scarcity. 
A lot of you guys are staying for the four times you're going to get a blowjob from her because you don't think women are out here not nasty, right? Guys, you can go get some sucky sucky out here and pause. You can get some nasty sloppy toppy. There's some girls out here, they pros on the sloppy, right? They pros at giving up punani, and most of them you ain't got to say much to. But because you're sentimental and you're saying, I'll just, you know, I'm not paying for sex, and at least I got a girl here, and she'll give me some when she's ready. The physical side is too good to give up. This is 60% or better of men. This is most married men. Ah. All right, she she sucks me off really good here. Here's the next one. He believes there's no other options. Scarcity. But, Coach, she going to walk away if I say, let her walk. <laughs> let her walk. Let her go. Yeah, but if she goes, she's going to. This is another one. If she goes, someone else is going to have sex with her. Okay, listen, I remember I used to be a young guy too. Guys, every woman, every man in here that has a girlfriend, you're not the last person that's going to penetrate her. I can say that 99% accuracy. 99% accuracy. And that includes the married men. If you're in a relationship with a girl now or in the future, you are not going to be the last one to penetrate her. You're not going to be the last one to put salami in her mouth. Everybody, do, can we be in agreement that that's probably going to be true? Okay, somebody else is going to hit them guts. Accept it or fight it. Fighting it is a losing battle. And you wasn't the first either. So you're not the first and you're not going to be the last. Somebody else. Dude, you got to let them go. Oh, there's no other option. What I'm going to do. And, you know, then you start thinking about, hmm, okay, damn, I'm going to have to date online. Oh, that sucked. I'm going to have to go back to online dating. No, that sucks. I'm going to have to go out to taking strange women out, getting finessed for food. Okay. Or I'm going to have to go. Um, to the rub and tug. I don't want to do that. That's tricking. See, what happens is you get to the point where you're like, damn, I'm going to have to go out here and 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 uh, settle for dating because dating sucks. So I'll just stay in a relationship. Now, here's the thing. Most of, the, most of you men that got a relationship right now, you settle for her. You settle for her. You settle for her. That wasn't the best you could get. You took what you could get. And I'm going to tell you how you did it. Because you got tired of dating. I call it dating fatigue. Most likely the woman you selected was from dating fatigue. And we've all done this. You took a girl out to date. It didn't work. You took another girl out to date. It was awkward. You took another girl out to date. You hit it off. Uh, but it didn't last. You took another girl out to date. And... um she was using the finessing you. You took another girl out for date, and um, it was what it was. You took another girl out for date, and what happened was you looked at your bank account, and you was like, this shit is adding up. <laughs> this is adding up. This is exhausting. This sucks. These women are weird. All right? Some of them are whores. Some of them won't give it up. And then you said, you know what? This last person out of the last two women that you still talking to, you was like, 
you know what will be better? I no longer have to date. I no longer have to take women out for dinner. I no longer have to online swipe. I no longer have to get rejected. So what I'm going to do now is choose from the last two women here because my bank account is getting hammered. So then you chose your bitch. <laughs> you chose her. You were tired. You didn't stop. You didn't want to go out for dates no more on Tuesday and Thursday. You got fatigued. You got fatigued and you chose. You settled. <laughs> Right. And now, now that the relationship ain't going, you're thinking of, ah, I got to go back to that. Oh, no, no, no. I'll just stay. There ain't no better girls out here. <laughs> That's what happened. I guarantee you, most men, most men settle that way. You think women settle? No, it's most men. They settle. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's get it here. Uh, in this show, I might have to leave a subject out today on this show. The fifth reason, he wants to keep her for himself. There you go, right there. The reason why you won't leave a bad relationship is you want to keep her for yourself. I don't want another man to penetrate this girl. This my punani. All right, if another guy penetrates her, I'm going to be jealous. This is basically jealousy talking, and there's nothing worse than a jealous male. So you're, you're basically saying, I'll put up with her bullshit. So another man doesn't sleep with her. You know? The one-itis thing, right? So, yeah, I mean, when I was young, this happened to me. You just couldn't imagine, right? You break up with your girl, and the first thing you're thinking is that she getting her cheeks clapped right now. And most likely, you're right. And nothing hurts you more than breaking up with your girl, and you at the house on Friday night with no hoes, and you know she going out with her girls, and you know she can't wait to get them cheeks throttled, and you at home clutching the pillow. You at home looking like Stewie. <laughs> so you don't like the woman. You just don't want to lose her to another man. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's why you stuck around. Mate guarding. Yep. Just guarding the mate. I'm a mate guarder now. I'm going to control her. Uh, uh, guys, by the time the relationship gets to this point, this shit going to be ugly. And all of the allegations that she lobs against you about your behavior are going to come right from this point of history. Right? So when she calls you abusive, controlling, and insecure, it's going to come from right here. Okay? This is where it's going to come from. Now, she ain't going to remember you. You didn't used to be controlling and insecure. The controlling behavior that you exhibited and the insecurity you exhibited, she thought you cared about her. Hey, he's loyal to me and he protects me. And when another man talks to me, he shields me away from him. He, he protects me away from that. She's going to admire your controlling and insecure behavior. However, when you're gone and she's halfway out the door, and you start mate guarding her and then controlling her, when she calls you insecure and controlling, it's going to come from right here in this phase. Because she's going to see it as jealousy and her, your inability to let her go. Please don't go away from me. What about the last one? He loves her and remains optimistic. This is called sucker for love and hope strategy. You hope it gets better. It's probably not going to. You just got to suck it up, buttercup, and let it go. 
Here's a woman here. Listen to her. Don't look at her. And matter of fact, I wish I can. I'll just play her audio. I'll play her audio because men here start getting distracted about the way the woman looks. So I'll just play what she says. There will be no video. Here we go. Both men and women saying that they're on their phone too much. They play too much video games. They go out too much on Friday and Saturday nights. They prefer drinking with their friends, whatever the case is. We know that men will stay in a very miserable relationship because of the love that he has for the woman and the, the memory of her. There are a lot of relationships where men just daily wake up and feel disgust from their woman, like towards them from their woman. Disappointment, frustration. The man can never do anything right. It's always nagging. I've asked you to do this 40 times. I don't understand why you can't just fucking do it. And then when that woman is with their children, he gets a glimpse of the woman he fell in love with. She's funny. She's being silly. She's laughing, goofy. She's sparkling. She's being loving and nurturing and compassionate and understanding. And then when her attention is once again directed at the man, it's that the disgust, the disappointment. I can't stand looking at you. And then my mind went to, do men stay in relationships because they're able to experience the woman they loved in 30-minute bursts because she's with their children? Now, what she was describing essentially is what Jeezy and Jeannie Mai described in their relationship. That's what people put out. Remember when Jeezy said, uh, yeah, man, I'm divorcing her. She bugging. She disrespecting me. And then Jenny Mike came out and said, yeah, I tried to test Jeezy with this. You ain't shit and you need to do better. And Jeezy said, I'm out. All right. And then when next time you see Jeannie Mai, she's with her kids. Right. And you're like, what's wrong with her? She seems like a wonderful person. She seems like a, a, a nice mom. But what you didn't see and what Jeannie Mai admitted to is she's a nagging bitch. And that right there told you that Jeezy checked out. Most men do not check out. Most men stick that shit out right there. And then you put up with it. This woman here is going to say something similar right here. So most men are checked out of the relationship before the woman discovers. All right. For the woman discovers that the guy is no longer doing what, what he was supposed to do. When the guy no longer is doing what he's supposed to do, he checked out way before her, but she's going to recognize if she's going to vocalize it first. He's not doing this and he's not doing that. The guy's already checked out, but he's staying because those six reasons. Let me pop this up here. There's another woman right here. She's going to say black women at times, Karen, our own men. All right, listen to this. And I will say it is not just black women. All right, but you know what I mean? Listen to this. I'm probably going to get a lot of slack for this, um, but based on my observation, right, I honestly feel like black women caring their own men. We literally caring our own men at times. We act like Karens. What do I mean by that? Y'all seen those videos where you have white women who play victim um, because they're being recorded. You know, we, we know this, but they'll play victim um, when they're around a black man or if they feel um, like they're not in control or intimidated, they'll play victim. Uh, black women, we do the same things. We'll get the law or courts involved um, when we feel like we're not in control or we're not getting what we want um, between the publicly shaming and insulting of our men um, to act like we're victims in every situation when dealing with men, we care in our own men. I've just seen too many 
instances and too many situations um, where we are doing things out of spite. And to say that we're not is a straight up lie. Um, I just think it's amazing that women in general just think whatever a woman says, it's the truth. When I, we all have seen time and time again, women are liars just as much as men are liars. I'm not going to believe a woman because she's just a, because she's a woman. I need to know the story. I need details. I need to know the type of woman you are. You just don't up and believe women just to up and believe women because once again, women will lie just as much as men will lie. So black women, I honestly feel like at times we caring or act like Karens when it comes to our own men. Now, this Karen behavior she's describing. It's not just in the context of outside of relationships. It's inside relationships. It's called. Uh, being a victim and then also mothering their mate, mothering their mate. And so when a man's in a relationship and the woman mothers him, you don't do this and you did that, you did, the guy's already going to check out. She's carrying that, she, she's doing a caring on that guy and then she doesn't realize that being a mother is not what he looked for in general. Some women might believe that that is what he's looking for, but that's going to make him check out. And then he's going to stop doing what he needs to do. And then that's where she's going to say, see? <laughs> All right. Let me show you a video. This video I've been wanting to show you here is going to say the same thing. I'm going to show you what I say, uh, what I interpret. But then I'm going to show you what the response is from the people. Here it is. Some women are single parents in marriages too. Okay. AKA you can't win. But watch this video. Watch this video and tell me what you interpret from the video. Some women are single parents in marriage too. All right, so there it is right there. There's a guy eating. Now, you see the uh, women, the woman here has three towhead kids and she's feeding them. And it looks like the, the husband, the husband is already kind of doing something else. He's not helping. He's not helping feed. The children or both children are on uh, the mother's lap. And so forth and so on. You can see what you see here, right? Most people responded exactly like I thought. They're like, oh, he's selfish. He don't care. He ain't trying to help. And so forth and so on, right? So he's already like, okay, there could be a couple of things. But I'm going to tell you what I found in this one. But let me read some comments just so I can show you what's going on. All right, so it says right here, and this is from a guy, I think a male posted this. Yes, a male posted it. This is something we don't talk about enough. There are millions of married women who are single mothers by definition. And it says right here, let's look at the comments because this is where you're going to see what I'm talking about in action. There are already three kids, at least three kids down the line. This is certainly maybe six to 10 years of marriage down the line. Here we go with the comments. It's actually easier being a single mom than a married single mom. All right. And they wonder why women don't want to get married anymore. Okay. These are all predictable. Yep. Then you leave and somehow you become the villain. Lot. This is a normie response. Happens all the time. Then they wonder why she leaves. Another one. This was me for 11 years. Then he almost deleted me. So I got out. 
So the single mom thing wasn't hard for me to do because I had been doing it from the beginning anyway. This is another one. And that's why I divorced. Been there, left that ish behind. You see what I'm talking about right here. All right. So really, we only saw in context, not very much video. It was a very, very short clip. But the clip was worth a thousand words. So let's go ahead and look at it again. And I'm going to tell you what I see. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I see. I see that definitely in this clip, he seems to be preoccupied with something else. People are going to say the opposite response. Well, he's paying all the bills. And he probably provides them with a fantastic life. And this is probably the normal situation in which they feed. And this is pretty much a normal situation in many instances. This could actually happen to him as well. However, what they're missing out is that it could be likely that he's already checked out of this marriage. As a result, this is his behavior. It could be possible that she is not giving him attention. Just taking a look at the kid's age. She probably doesn't give him much attention. The chore play aspect conversation could be brought in here that if he helped more, he'd get more dick suck. I'm going to tell you that is probably not true. She probably highly likely criticizes how he helps, a.k.a. Karen's him. So when he does feed, when he does attempt to help, there could be a possibility that she says, you're not doing it right. Mm. Now, when the kids are on his lap, if they so much as cry, scream, kick, she takes the kid from him and says, I'll just do it myself. Trust me, I've been in marriages and relationships. So what you're not seeing is the true context. It is similar to when your parents said, hey, mop the floor. And you mopped the floor. You thought you gave a great effort. You probably didn't, but you thought you did as a kid. Hey, come on, kid. Wake up. It's noon. Get up. We've already been working. Mop the floor. And you mop the floor. You go back. Then they come back and say, did you mop the floor? I did. And then your parents said, yeah, but you didn't mop the floor the way I wanted you to mop it. That was a lazy effort. Get on out here and mop that floor. And you're like, but I already did. This is how you mop the floor. And then they tell you after you did it, they didn't criticize your performance and effort. Your wife says, Kit, how come you don't help load the dishwasher? Okay, I'll help load the dishwasher. I'll help load the dishwasher. You load the dishwasher. They come in. You didn't load the dishwasher right. If I wanted the dishwasher loaded this way, I could have just did it myself. Never mind. I'll just do it myself. And as you've loaded the dishwasher, you hear them rearranging the dishwasher. You hear them rearranging the dishes. I'm going to just let you know that man's going to check out. He's going to check out. <laughs> He's going to be like, no matter what I do, it ain't enough. Now, is he going to tell you that? No. A man's not going to tell you that. Because why? He got too much to lose, and it's going to be useless conversation, and she's just going to th turn Turn it, turn it back on him. You see what I mean? Well, you didn't soak him. You didn't lick it. You didn't, you didn't lick it. It's gonna, so he's just going to be like, whatever. And that guy right here, 
That guy right here has been living by himself in that household for years. And so what you're seeing now is checked out. And by the way, they're all girls. So you got girls here, girl, no boys, right? He been unchecked out. He also probably tried to have a son and he got three daughters. So he's already could possibly be checked out. It could be possibly, hey, dad's been working hard all weekend. I told him to take us out to the mall or the food court. He's taking us out. Give him time to decompress. There's a lot that could be going on. But we created the villain right here. We created the villain, and then we also created a reason to now bounce. And we keep pushing this narrative as if she did no wrong and he did all everything wrong. And it's an eight-second clip. You see what I mean? This is what we are now looking at, that men stick around when the relationship is miserable, but when it gets miserable to the women, they bounce. They have a reason to bounce. Why men stay in miserable relationships. Here it is right here. There's the article. Why do guys stay in unhappy relationships? An explorer exploration of the reason behind it. One of the reasons are, says right here, men may also feel societal and cultural pressure to stay in relationships that don't make them happy. So when the woman says, I'm not happy, I'm going to want you to listen. I'm not happy. <laughs> when a woman says, I'm not happy, you know why guys say that's bullshit? It's because they ain't happy. They ain't happy either. They ain't even happy. The man says, really? I ain't been happy at all for a long time. That's a ridiculous reason. It says right here, concepts like max masculinity and toughness are ingrained in our society and men may feel like leaving their partner is a sign of weakness. Additionally, the fear of being judged and stigmatized by society can also influence a man's decision to stay. And AKA in essence, if a man knows, especially black men, I don't care if your children are half Latino, half white, if they're fully black, a black man, if there's kids, he's going to stay because he knows if he leaves, that bitch going to be running around saying he left and he abandoned us. So he's got to stay. Let me show you again. A guy that's checked out and not getting what he wants from a relationship has to stay because if he stays, she's going to say he abandoned us. He left us. He left us in a lurch. He doesn't love his kids. He just left us here to sink. That's why men stay in miserable relationships, right? Last one. Another factor that can keep a man in an unhappy relationship is financial dependence. If a man is the sole breadwinner in the relationship, he may feel trapped and unable to leave because he fears the financial consequences of breaking up. This can be especially true if the man has children and worries about being able to provide for them. Another reason why, and this is a big one, it says the fear of loneliness that stems from low self-esteem and, um, and, and there's another one here. I guess I can't find it, but it's related to low self-esteem. Uh, let's see here. Mostly uh, pretty much one-itis. 
You see what I mean? But I'm of the opinion that men are in miserable. They're, right now, you're, if you're watching me, your man is miserable right now. He just hasn't told you, nor can he. So he's got to stick it out. Anyway, I'm going to do the NAS segment real quick. And uh, get on with the show. Mistakes men make in their 40s. These are short because, hey, you should have it figured out by now. Mistakes men make in their 40s. This is somewhat the main event. Let's get to it. Number one, men not taking your health seriously. Take your health seriously. Not only your mental health, but your physical health. Not only your mental and spiritual health, your uh, physical health, your spiritual health, and all of that. Now, let me flash this up on the screen just so you can see here. In your 40s, health consequences can have drastic consequences, I should say right here. Uh, This is Chadwick Bozeman. He died at age 43 of colon cancer. I think some of it was that he he did not follow up. He did not do his health procedures uh, to actually discover or any of that. It kind of came up on him through, through a lack of him not paying attention to it. Around 35 to 40, especially for black men and even men of other races, you're going to have to start getting a colonoscopy. You're going to start having to pay attention to your colon, your prostate, and all of that. Not only your health of your physical health, uh, you know, participating in extreme sports, especially if you're uh, people are dependent on your income, probably not the best idea. It doesn't mean sit on the couch, but you don't want to be injured and risk not earning any income. Not only that, your salami health, your salami health. Guys, there is a video I was going to share, a female doctor talking about lack of sex and or infrequent sex and or not cleaning your own pipes out has drastic effects to your prostate, despite the fact that we have a lot of gym bros and bros here on the internet that tell you to retain semen and not use your pecker. But erectile dysfunction stems from lack of usage. Shrinkage stems from lack of usage. Prostate cancer has been proven to stem from not relieving your balls. So, you know what I mean? Erectile dysfunction stems from banging on old women. So there is a lot of science and data to tell us we got to use it or lose it. Got to use it or lose it. So physical health, extreme sports, uh, the most common injury between the ages of 35 and 45 is is Achilles injuries, then knee injuries. But but if you're an earner and you want to continue to earn, these are your stacking years. You want to make sure you're protected from these extreme sports. Um, and, you know, it's cool to do them, but, you know, really, really understand the long-term consequences right there. Understand the long-term consequences. All right, going down to the next one, mistakes men make in their 40s. All right, not going all in on an idea. Not going all in on an idea. If you have an idea that you want to do and you, you, know, you have an idea, start a business and all these things and you were not able to do it, um, once you start being able to do it, it's, it might be a good indicator that you believe in the idea that it can work and you can go all in. If you don't go all in in your 40s, by the time you're 50s, you'll be risk averse. You'll be more risk averse you'll be less likely to want to take an extreme risk by starting a business that that can change your life. For me, for me, uh, this YouTube thing really got popping off at age 42 and 43. Okay, Kevin Samuels is another guy in this space that his YouTube popped off by the time he was in his mid-50s. 
Like these are just some examples. Uh, there's examples of businesses that men have started and some women that they started in their 40s. So these are the years that you don't want to let these ideas die. You want to say, hey, let me go on in this idea. Let me lose a little bit of investment. You got to be smart because if I don't, then I'll be less risk averse going into my 50s and certainly into your 60s. So try to get some of these ideas out to see if they actually have legs and take the risk. If you're married, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do it. If you're single, it'll be easier to pull off. But um, nothing beats a failure but a, uh, but a try, all right? Nothing beats a failure but a try. Like, you know what I mean? The only way you can beat that failure is to try. My grandmother used to say that. So try it at least. And uh, don't end up where all the good ideas end up, which is the cemetery. Everybody's heard that quote. The best ideas in the world are in the cemetery. All right, full of ideas, full of things, hopes, wishes, dreams. And a lot of men have died with a lot of great ideas in their head, but they were too cowardice or gutless, or they had too much responsibility. They had risk averse. They, they were going to start, but it was too late in life and all of that stuff. Be willing to go all in. In my YouTube career, I had to decide to go all in and go, all right, and then keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it so that I got to this point. There were times where I had to, I had to, um, I had to choose. Was I going to go all in or back up? When I started this, men in this space weren't supposed to make any money. Men in this space were guilted for selling merch and trying to, it was a guilt. Men in this space were guilted for trying to make an effort, right? You shouldn't be trying to make effort. You shouldn't be putting out too much content. You shouldn't be doing this. Well, I came from an era of content creators that had that. Then they saw other people doing it, and they tried to bat them down. Nah, you trying to go out. You're addicted to the super chat. Nah, don't do this. You trying to get monetization. You trying to capitalize off men's pain, right? I came from that era. Then we saw people come in and just shoot. <laughs> and they had to change their mind because then people started getting paid big money. And they just start pocket watching and hating, right? And then all of a sudden, because you took the, well, I won't try to push out content. Then everybody else came behind you and shoot. And they start making a bag. Never feel guilty about going all in. I had to decide that progressively and then go, it's a matter of survival at this particular point. I'm taking the risk. My name, image, and likeness, my face is out here. So I got to be the one to do it because I can't go back to work at Baskin and Robbins if I if this doesn't work because I'm already exposed. I go to work at 24-hour fitness. Ninja, I can't go back. <laughs> right? I cannot go back to go work in corporate. As soon as I sit down, uh, somebody's going to recognize me, and then human resources is going to be walking their ass down here, shuffling my ass out. So there's nothing I can do now. I got to go all in, and that's what it is. Uh, last one, guys, if you got divorced, if you were fortunate enough to get divorced in your 30s and early 40s, do not get remarried. I'm going to help you right now. Do not get remarried. Listen up. Listen up. Do not get remarried. I know it's going to sound like a good idea. I know you're going to feel lonely. I get so lonely. You'll be like, all right, I learned my lesson. I got a little bit of red pill knowledge. I'm going to go marry the girl. I need a girl who's mine, all mine. I need a girl in my life. 
and you're going to get remarried. By the way, second marriages are doomed to fail from the start, 60% plus failure rate. Not only that, they typically don't last more than three to five years, so you cannot make it last forever. And then the ones that do last are probably miserable. The ones that are going to test the time, they're probably just content and settling. They're like, hey, well, you know what I mean? Like, what else is going to happen? All right, and they can have love and support and protection. It won't be no fairy tale, that's for damn sure. But the biggest reason why you should probably avoid it is because if you happen to marry in this early 40s, in this 40-year period, right, what you'll do is you'll marry a woman that is fertile, that is possibly has their own kids or wants to have kids. This is why I don't date women in the age range of 28 to 36. Because people might say, that's a good match for you, coach. Hey, that doesn't seem as perverted as dating girls that are just graduated from college. The problem is those women are looking to have babies. So if you do have my age plus seven, that takes you to 32. That is the worst age women that I should deal with. 32 to 40, 48, 32, let's just say 32 to 40. Them are the work, them are the women I should stay away from. I don't want to date or mate or marry or move in or procreate with anybody in that age group because these are the that's you ladies right here. And that's you. These are the baby rabies. These are the last second Hail Mary buzzer beater ass bitches. These are the women looking to get comfortable and let me have a baby. Let's just have one. And then it turns into one, two, three. Okay. And the, these are the worst people for me to associate with. <laughs> After she done been ran through, she want to show up with me and then all of a sudden get knocked up. Okay. Now, the reason why this is not a good idea is because at 48, 45, as a male, and I just double down and be sucker, sucker MC, the likelihood of this marriage lasting is slim to none already. All right. Number one. Number two, if I have children with them, add it up. If I'm 40, let's just take me, and I didn't have a vasectomy, 48 plus 20 takes me to paying child support into my late 60s. What? Child support in my late 60s. Now, I'm going to be done with child support here in about a year and a half, less than that. So before I hit 50, there's no child support coming out. That means I can go to 50 for, until I die without paying any child support through the system. However, if I get married and divorced and, and or have a kid, I'm literally going to be in the system, potentially, and highly likely until I'm in my mid to late 60s. Now, I don't know what to tell you, but that damn sure sounds like a dumb idea. You don't count the numbers until you have to count the numbers. That sounds like a dumbass idea. That sounds like a person that has ever been through it. And most men who get married in this age, they probably already had a cohabitation, a child, or a marriage. But why would I do that? That's, the, that's a dumb move. That means that the resources are going to go and be redirected. That's going to affect my retirement, my ability to move, my ability to... Bruh. It's going to affect all of that. And you're not going to think about it until it's too late. Then you'll realize, woo-wee, 
want to be 70 years old just finishing up paying child support. Hell no. Hell no. You're going you're gonna to regret it. You might love your kids, but you're going to regret it. All right, so those are your four mistakes as men. Uh, get your financial, uh, start some ideas, go all in. Try to avoid extreme sports. I know you think you're cool and shit, but Kevin Hart, I showed you plenty of videos of guys doing extreme sports and uh, injuring themselves, and the injuries, the recovery from the injuries are bad, all right? It's not as easy as it was in your 20s, so be careful. Don't, don't, uh, try not to get remarried, and then also um, not taking your health seriously. Take your health seriously. These are mistakes that men make at this age. Go schedule your colonoscopy. Check out your intestines and your colon. Get your prostate checked out. Go take your STI checks. Uh, get your health insurance. These are all things that matter. Go check your heart. Check your cholesterol. These are all things that you want to check out because if you miss it in this window, when you get to 50, it's going to hit you. It could hit you even in your 40s. All right, man. Um, men do die in their 40s, man. They do. They do. So you need to become a hypochondriac to an extent. Uh, last one, ladies. Let me play a couple of videos. Let's get to the ladies' mistakes that women make in their 40s. Oh, you're going to love these. Let's start off with this beautiful woman right here. And this lady is where she at right here. Oh, by the way, let me play this for men. This is Corey Holcomb, legend in this space. Let me know if you agree with this. This is Corey Holcomb right here. Let's see what he has to say. Legend in this space. He says men over 50s can't find love. A man over 50, even if he got millions of dollars, find true love. And mm. I think there's is no. No, no. You, you're over 50. You can't. Even if you, and, you know, know, why a man over 50 can't find true love? I mean, you've been out here 50 years and you ain't picked the right one. Yeah. <laughs> and now now you got to wonder, is they liking you for you or is they liking you for the money you got? So that, that's, that's a barrier right there. If you're over 50, it's definitely the money. But ain't the money a part of you though at that age? Nah. No. Money goes away. You can lose it tomorrow. Mm. Do you like me for me? And when she get control of your money, you go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cold so, game. I'm glad you here so, to talk so, to so. these two, man. A woman gets over 50 and she doesn't, she may not be as beautiful as she once was. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you fell in love with her looks and beauty. You don't leave her just because she's not as attractive. That comes with age. You have a girl that's been in your life and she's solid with you. You supposed to, you supposed to hold her down. You know what I'm saying? And just see people who better be on her back. That's how yeah. it works in so, America. Just saying, it, saying, saying it out loud is what's shocking. But when when you have a girl that you've been with a long time, especially if she fall off in the looks department uh -huh. or the weight department, you still cherish her and treat her good. But when she's not around, you do things you want to do. Can a man... Press one in the... Press one in the chat if you agree with Corey Holcomb. Men over 50 can't find love. Press a one in the chat if you agree. Press a two. Sorry. Press a four in the chat if you disagree and possibly explain why. I would say he's right, and I'm going to add a caveat. I'm going to add a caveat to it, all right, because he's right on the basis of it. It's going to be difficult, but because you're going to settle for somebody. But let, me, but let me tell you. Um, I'm going to tell you what I believe that I believe that a man in fifties can find love, but only, but only if the woman has been with him already long-term, that's the only exception to that. 
So by the time he hits 50, if the woman has been with him and he's presided over her, protected her, provided her, he's been with her since she was in her 20s. And they were both in their 20s. And he did what he needed to do. They stacked. There's loyalty. There's stuff built up. There's children. The children are out of the house. With her, she can discover love. What people say is love. That's the only way. That's the only exception. Like they had the loyalty. They built. They sacrificed. They stacked. That, 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 that. She was down. They were down for each other. And then they both got the 50. And he knows her. And he's got, that's the only exception. That's the only exception. Then he can say, hey, now that the chaos has ended and the and the smoke is cleared, and now that we can get a little bit of common sense and she didn't lose her marbles, yeah, love is the reward. That That's the only exception. Other than that, if you're 50 and some 50-year-old broad comes up, I think that, no. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. That there's something else going on there. There is something else. Something else going on. All right. But if you hit your marks, now it's again, this is an exception. Of, there's exceptions to this. But in general, I think he's right. The other things are somewhat wrong. Let's talk about ladies in their 40s real quick. Uh, ladies, this don't be, don't let this be you right here. Uh, check this out right here, man. If you ate, if you ate. Or if you're eating, don't look at the screen here. I just want to be somebody girlfriend, somebody wife, somebody something. I deserve to fucking be happy too. Why the fuck can't I be happy? I just want to be somebody girlfriend, somebody wife, somebody something. I deserve to fucking be happy too. Oh. How the fuck can I be happy? Oh. Oh, the humanity. Uh, this is a woman over 40 for show. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies, let's talk about the mistakes women make over 40. Yeah, that strong and independence done ran out. Them cats getting lonely. I don't need no man. Ain't working no more. All right, you done lost your teethis. <laughs> she done lost her teethis. She looking for love. I deserve to be happy. Women don't throw in the towel, fam. They don't throw in the towel. Look how old at this front. Look, I still need to be. I got value. I got a fupa, granny panties. I need Medicaid prescription. Me- Bruh, they don't even be throwing over. The- they don't throw in the towel. And ladies, here's the thing. If you miss this boat at 40, that's going to be your future. Oh, the humanity. That's it. Guys, ladies, stop playing games. Because what's going to happen is you're still going to feel sexy. You're still going to be flirty. Titty's going to be a little bit sagging. And you're going to be like, I still got it out here. These bitches, these bitches. All right. And then you'll go into your 50s. and 50s, you're going to be like, hey, I still got a little something. In the window, the clock going the clock going to strike midnight, midnight. Like there's the point of no return. You can still get throttled out here in your 40s and 50s, but them 60s going to be hitting. 60s and 70s going to be hitting. You missed it. <laughs> I just want to be somebody girlfriend, somebody wife, somebody something. Oh, granny. 
I deserve the fucking be happy too. Oh my goodness! Look at that! Just, just oh the humanity! Oh my lord, Jesus! <laughs> you know what I mean? Once you hit that, baby, uh, Uncle Earl is at the junior college out there. I got money. All right, Uncle Earl and Percy Earl fixing binds out here. We fix. I'm in a bind. Nate. We fixing binds. All right, you should have made your decision long time ago, baby. You had a whole bunch of time to submit, and you chose not to. Now you out here in the behind. <laughs> you out here in the behind. All right, man. This is a cold, cold, evil ass world you're living in here. And I be looking at these ladies like this here. All right, lady, ma'am, stop with the book. All right, she deserved love too. You know what I mean? But she was independent. All right, four mistakes that women make here in their 40s. Number one, um, not being realistic. Again, this is easy, but demanding monogamy from a man when you're in your 40s and you meet the guy and you're like, oh, we hit it off. We're good. We're a couple. And you just jump right into it, accelerate into it. And we're monogamy. And he cheated on me. You knew this man for three weeks. You knew this man for three months. And you just rushed right in. Okay, you'll do. You'll just sit your claw. Here we go. Right here. I got me a man. <laughs> right here. And then when he doesn't, Really stay loyal to you and give you what you want. You mad. How come these men, these men just want to hit it and quit it? Well, here's the reality, ladies. I want you to remember, because men are men and women in our 40s, we forget. Men and women in our 40s, we forget. We forget that it took a long time for us to get a little boyfriend and girlfriend when we were in our 20s. We forget how long it took to court each other and just even have sex with each other. When we were in our 20s, we forget about that. We're in our 40s. We married, divorced, or we had relationships, cohabitated in and out, in and out of relationships, or you had a long distance relationship, you got divorced, and you jumped back out here on the, uh, in the dating marketplace. Because we're used to having relationships, what women will typically do is, okay, that relationship didn't work. Let me get into another one. And then you'll start a relationship right off the rip. Like you won't go through the entire courting process. When you were in your early 20s, when you're in your teens and early 20s, like you had the friend zone, you had the social circle, you had the affirmation, you had the vetting process, you had the uncomfortable moments, you had the long-term dating. Like you were boyfriend and girlfriend for like three years. If you got engaged, you were like engaged for a year or two. It was like five years. Five years to find your mate. And that was after kissing 100 frogs. Right? That was after kissing a hundred frogs, faith failing, blah, blah, blah. It took you years to get to the point where you found one person to marry your monkey ass or move in with the guy. It took you years and many, many, many people to hit trial and error, fail, flop. Took you years. But for some reason, the person's supposed to just be right in the next one you meet, the next Tinder date, the next guy you meet at church, the next guy you meet outside on the cold approach. Ninja's supposed to be in just intentional right off the rip. <laughs> you, but dude, that's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. When you get when you get in and out of relationships, be prepared to kiss lots of frogs. Bad dates. Because that's what you did to get your first mate. People forget that part. Nobody just jumped into a marriage and a relationship back in the day. 
You had to go through a whole bunch of shit. But unrealistically, these women say, and he need to do this, this, and this, and he have to have this, this, and this, and this, and he have to do do do. The fuck? Nope. You got to go back and kiss some frogs. <laughs> go back. Go back and put up with bad dates. This is part of the process. Part of the process. But then I just think that women in their 40s just go, hey, you have everything in line. Boom. Here we go. Bam. Let's go. We're in a relationship. Let's hit the ground running. We're committed. You're mine. We're going to spend five days a week. We're going to move in in three months. We're going to tie our bank accounts together. And if it's not that, then they think something's wrong with the guy. These guys just want to fuck. Guys, you, you got to have to do this. Kiss 100 frogs. <laughs> That's what you have to do. That's the delusion out there and you're it's not fair and the reason why you're doing that is because you don't have time so you're trying to rush the process you're gonna rush it and then make the guy the guy was minding his own business two weeks ago swipe right on you swipe right on you on a dating app you said hey this is a good deal all right sucker we're in a relationship next week he's like i'm sorry wait a minute well, I met you on a dating app. You certainly want to get into a relationship. So we're in, we're in a relationship. What's the rush? Why are you not committing? Why Why are you not hanging out? Why are you being elusive? Bitch, I got hoes. What you talking about? You want a mini. These guys out here. <laughs> right? So that's one of the mistakes I think women in their 40s make. Because they're running out of time. They don't want to be this woman right here. All right? They just want to rush in. And they will find that they rushed in with 15 dudes and... All they got was a STI and heartbreak. They thought that that guy had nothing going for him, but he had, he was just, he was just playing the field. Oh, these old guys being players and playing the field, they're losers. No, he, if you found value in him that fast, guess what? A lot of women have found value in him that fast. A lot of what, if you were quick to say, oh, you're the dude and you quick, reeled him in a lot of women have quickly a lot of women will quickly quickly reel that guy in you ain't you were one of many so that's one point on that one the next thing about it is that women mistake it says oh thinking you can fool men by uh acting feminine and you know doing these things they think they can fool men right and it's somewhat comical to me because this is what they look like but then they put on their wig and they put on their purple lipstick and uh, they put on their heels and they look like a bit. They look like a big ass hen walking around in their heels. They look a little clumsy. They try to be sexy and va va voom and ooh, uh, come here, come hither. Oh, be sexy. Uh. They try to do this sex appeal game that just look like an old lady smoking cigarettes that smell like menthols. It just looks goofy. You're like, man. It looks like Stifler's mom trying to trying to uh, do mating calls with you, <laughs> right? Now I'ma still smash, I'ma still smash that gut. All right, I'ma push that, I'ma push that dress up, smash that gut. All right, all right, I'ma I'ma actually def, I'ma definitely get them varicose veins going, <laughs> right? But it's like the whole overly sexually vampish older woman shit is like, ugh. It's like a little extra cringy. Ba-va-voom and, oh, dear, honey baby child. And, oh, poodle. You know, they start doing those names to come hither. Like, mm, come hither, oh, sexy. They'll start dancing and shit. They'll be like, oh, doing the sexy look at you. You're like. 
<laughs> like I want to see a woman in her twenties doing this shit. You're like you look kind of goofy and sec- they 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 be putting on uh <laughs> they be putting on their little uh you know their their leopard print their MK Ultra leopard print outfit. They'll be all sexy, y'all. We hot out there. We sexy. All right, <laughs> all right. He's like, ma'am. Like, you ain't got to do all that. Now, for a 25-year-old guy, he'll fall for it. Yeah, they be hitting him with the Marcus. Yeah, they be hitting the Marcus. They be in your ear. You be at the restaurant. She be like, you're like, her hot-ass breath. What are you doing? What is this shit? You don't find this sexy? You don't like me sexy? <laughs> like this is embarrassing you embarrassing and so what they're trying to do is try to act sexy feminine and as if they haven't been ran through as if we just believe they're only sexy and feminine to us right i'm not like this with other guys i've never had a run night stand i'm very very selective of who i sleep with got three baby daddies divorced twice really but I got a feeling about you. Smell like cough drops and shit. Yeah. Mm. He's like cough drop breath. And you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm coughing right now. Speaking of cough drops, <laughs> you looking at her like this here, right here. You looking at her like, come on, you doing too much. You doing too much. <laughs> like chill out. Hey, grandma. I usually be dating 22, 22 years old. Uh, you know, let's get a mixture of this shit, man. Uh, granny. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's a mistake that they make. I think they try to go into the sexy thing and they last too long. Like, it's like, look at, uh, hold on for a second. Let me see if I can do this. I come to find it. Uh, let's see here. This is a, this should be a good example of uh, what I'm talking about. And it's kind of like trifling. It's kind of like, like, really, you think this is trying to be sexy red at 42? You, that, that's it. That's it right there. I need you to be a lady. I need you to be a lady, like a, a good, good, good lady, man. That sexy shit ain't working. Hold on for a second. I, damn, I can't find it. It's a, like a, it's like a picture of Taraji P. Hints. Is this a good one? Oh, here we go. This is a good picture right here. This is a good picture right here. Like a picture like this, this is a great. There's a. There's even a better picture, but this is kind of. This is kind of does it right here. When they be like, <laughs> you be like, yo, <laughs> like they smell like they got had they feed in pantyhose all day, like ma'am. Because let me just tell you what I see. When I see that. Let me just see. Let me just tell you what I see. This is the perfect kind of. All right. So this is what I see when I see that. Just to let you know. Like this is that. This is what I see. All right. So let me go ahead and go back right there. Right there. Like there's no, there's no difference. <laughs> just no difference. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> like, I was like, I, that's, I, I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Yeah, and women are like, no, that's the 50-year-old. Nah, man, this the 40 and up. This the 40 and up. 
I got matching panties. I can't wait to show you. I went. I was excited to see you, so I went and got some matching panties and bra. Oh, word? I can't wait to see this. And then she take her clothes off, and it'd be looking like this right here. <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. All right, let me stop. All right, so that's a mistake that they make. They try to be too over-sexy when you can you can pull that. Pull that, pull that, pull that Nana out. You know what I mean? Give me that Nana. Give me that old mature woman spirit. Don't be trying to poke your booty out like you're 25. Ladies are scrambling right now. Last one. So they think they can fool men. I'm feminine. I'm a submissive. I submit to the right guy. I'm really, they try to fool you with it. And you're like, man, I'm not this stupid. I will hit the, I will push your, you know what I mean? When they stomach me up, Right. I will put my hand on that stomach. <laughs> this is crazy. All right, last one. Last one mistake that they make. Not taking a backseat to younger women. Not taking a backseat to younger women. Again, your young sexy phase, I'm sexy and free, 40 and 50 sexy. Nah, man, listen. Listen, let's take the backseat, man. They always want to steal younger women's shine. All right, I'm 60 and still got it. I still got it. Them boys, them young boys want me. Them young boys be asking me out. I'm, I still got it. All right. I, okay, you got it. I will hit. I'm just letting you know. I will hit. But why don't we let the younger women get a shine? Ah, you like them younger? Why don't we let the younger? You had shine when you were younger. You were at Freaknik. When you were younger, you had the shine. Now they don't want to step to the side. They don't want to let Chloe and Halle Bailey, Halle Bailey come up. They don't want to let Lindsay get they run. They don't want to let the young girls get they run. Let the young girls get they run. Talk about I'm 50, fabulous, and fine. Nah, man. Let the young girls get they shine. Now they 18, 19. Now they knew the, the new girls on the block. They done matured and blossom. Let them get they run. But they don't want to step to the side and they can't accept the game. Yeah, man, 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 take the, hey, gracefully bow out. Gracefully bow out with this shit. Gracefully take the exit, stay left. Age gracefully. But then they want to hate. You shouldn't even be liking and looking at young Zendaya. Man, give me Zendaya. I want to see her, baby. Pull, come on up. Pull her up. Ah, oh, she all bony. And... Yo. Yep, Lil' Kim still out here. Nicki Minaj still out here. Gracefully bow out and mentor. Let me see Lotto. I wanna, that's what I want to see. I want to see some tight, firm, tightly packed-ass women, right? And then they sabotage them. And then they up there on the stage with them, jumping up on the stage with them. I see, this how we used to do it back in the... No. And this even goes to not even sex appeal, but you'll see older women being loud, jumping out. they like 40, 50, 60 years old. Typically, your old black mama, she got to be the life of the party. She got to be the funny one. She got to be the clown. She got to be the one attracting attention. Man, gracefully bow out. We Don't be the loudest in the room. Don't try to blame that. Oh, look at, look at me. I still got it. I can, I can do the young girls dancing. No, nah, man, sit on over here, man. Sit on. Yeah, J-Lo doing the same thing. J-Lo, bow on out. It's time to go, right? We got new Puerto Rican chicks out here all day long. You didn't hit your peak, and you still trying to be all in the video, all on the record. You know what would impress me? Let's get Thanksgiving turkey going, baby. 
let's get the dre- the dressing and all the trimmings. Let's do what Big Mama did when she was 40 and 50. I don't want to see Big Mama out here shaking her ass. Big Mama knew to stay her ass in there and get the dressing going. Let's get the gravy going. Put everybody in order, all right? Stir that up. Where are these women at? Take the seat. Take a seat. They don't want to be out there. I don't want to be cooking the turkey. All right, baby. Man, man, man. Hey, Big Mama. But they don't want to do it. Britney Spears still out here with knives. Britney Spears can't bow out. These women are just going, and you know, they're getting the attention, but they are refusing to bow out. It's sad, man. <laughs> anyway, let me get to these super chats. So, ladies, that's my advice for you in your 40s. Just bow, be ready to bow out. Be ready to take the back seat. Stay back. Mentor. Get your daughters right because your daughters out here need some shine. And I'll give your daughter some shines and fixes a buy. All right, we got some brothers here. Shout out to, uh, did I get Darnell? I did get Darnell. He says, I believe marriage benefits wives more than the children because a man could take care of his children without being married to the mother. Indeed, Everett says, Normie's coming after me on Facebook for saying women can't love men because they wouldn't, because they wouldn't die for him if given the choice <laughs> that they're mad. No, they're always going to protect themselves. And we know that River Bacon says, I know, know a guy in his 50s who was love bombing a woman with daily good morning texts and she ghosted him. Facts. Facts. Guys, that's a great way to get them to run. Shout out to Brown 310. Appreciate you for being here. And the Cypher. All right. Double A says, never let loneliness be your compromise. Guys, I'm going to give you a bit of advice for you young guys. If you're lonely, that is the worst time to get into a relationship. The worst. You coming in with no leverage. If you're lonely and you say the cure to your loneliness is relationships. Guys, you already lost before you started. Do not do this. I said this the other day. Do not do this. There are a lot of lonely men in relationships. In fact, relationships should be somewhat lonely and boring. Ladies, stop. If you're lonely, ladies, do not get into a relationship. You're just going to sabotage the guy. You're putting too much expectations on the, on the guy. Oh, there's my lonely and happiness right there. I'm going to fix my lonely and happiness through that guy. That's some bullshit predatory behavior. Leave lonely ass women. Lonely ass women. Soon as you hear, you know, I'm lonely and I'm looking for a relationship that can make me happy and I can feel like I got something to do. Soon as I hear that, gone. Gone. Soon as you hear that, you should run. This is a depressed, miserable, unable to find satisfaction, lazy bum. All right. That's what they are. Male or female. Male or female. All right. Anyway, I'm giving y'all some pointers of life to protect yourself. Gentlemen, do not get with a lonely, depressed, anxious bitch. All right. She's going to ruin your life. She's going to ruin your life. All right. These are all things that I've learned the hard way. All right. Anyway, shout out to Hickerman says you give no hope to relationships and are negative. All right. That's what you got from it. Ninja, I've been giving you hope the entire show. All right, here we go. But you, your hope is in relationship. We don't give no hope. Hope is not a strategy. He said you give no hope to relationship. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is everybody type. Hope is not a strategy. In the in the com in the um in the chat. If you don't learn anything about me, 
Hope is not a strategy. All right, come on. Hope has never solved any problems. I hope I get a promotion. I hope the world, there's world peace. I hope I can eat the day. I hope. Hope is not a strategy. All right, we go in here and we tell you most relationships that work are either arranged and or the love develops over time and or the, the situation, everybody knows their role. That, those are the working relationships. Love has effed up and screwed up lots of relationships. In fact, OJ Simpson loved Nicole Simpson. Look how that turned out. Guys, there's people in prison because they loved their mate a little too much. <laughs> Guys, love is hope and hope is going to get you a failure. Right there's women that believe that they they man didn't love him if he didn't beat up all on them. Come on, there's people that are dead because they was in love, and that's lots of people. Shout out to Larry Leisure. He says that Yankee jacket fire coach appreciated. I love that jacket too. We got a couple more. Ray Allen says thanks, coach. I'm four years to forty and need to protect my vitality. Blessings, yes. All right, indeed. Yeah, loved her to death. JC says, my ex pulled up on me this week to tell me she's getting married to a guy she monkey branched to. She said she wanted closure. I let her talk, and she asked if we could smash. Couldn't believe I once loved her. And if you married her, she would have smashed her ex too. All right. Guys, love is not the answer in terms of what you're trying to find. All right, I, I, I'm seeing that there's a lot of lonely men. And lonely men are dangerous. You're a danger to yourself. And the mate you're going to select, you're going to find that you're going to put too many unreasonable expectations on the women. And then you're going to get mad at the women when they don't want to take care of your monkey ass. All right, stop doing this. Stop doing this. All right, anyway. Macaroni Tony, the main reason for castrating male dogs is because if they never have kids, a.k.a. bus then it'll cause many problems for them around the five to seven year mark. CGA be knowing. Got to get them pipes. Xavion says Heidi Klum is doing the same thing. Her daughter, Lenny Klum, is a flatback supreme and needs to take the spotlight from her. There you go right there. And there was another woman who I think was a video model. And um, she was back in the 90s, a thick, thick woman. And uh, now she's got her daughter out there. All right, step to the side. Shout out to Dark Side Foundation coach. You were 100% right about old exes, old women needing to bow out. If my first known, if I think you said, if my first known, I think to address you with this is ma'am. I don't know what that means, but he says, uh, put your damn clothes on, oh, the humanity. But yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I think there was a mistake right there. Or I may have read it wrong. I may have read it wrong. I'm I'm not sure. Last couple, and then we got to skedaddle because I got to meet up with somebody. It's not the junior college. Uh, J, uh, J. Cool says, I know what I want. I know I am the only one that is going to get it for me. He says, no one is going to do it for me. As for that woman, she wants but is doing nothing to change herself to get it. And that's what we know. So the woman says, I want, I deserve. Guys, these are all red flag words. 
I want a man. Everybody deserves love. Okay, what are you doing about it? What are you going to change? And by the way, what are you going to sacrifice for it? What are you going to sacrifice? Most people do not. When we talk about women, most women are unwilling to sacrifice for the man they want. Even when they have the guy right in front of them. If the guy says, listen, I do. I am not cheap. This is what my expectations are. She's going to skedaddle. And she's going to be like, no, uh, uh, that's just too much. You asking for too much. It is crazy. All right. Joshua Cavan says, coach, I recently heard that there was a judge that got deleted by a man who lost. Yes. Can someone from the coach gang verify the story and what state it was in? I think it was in Maryland. I covered it for sure. I covered it for sure. And uh, let me see if there's one more. Kayla says, uh, why be worried if she gets penetrated by another guy when she got penetrated by men before you? You settle for 304 like Joe Smith and Joe Smith's wife. A woman is never yours. It's just your turn. Yeah, I mean, men in their 20s definitely have that issue. And I remember having that issue too. In my 40s, I don't. Um, this is why, you know, a lot of guys in their 40s don't worry about body count like that. I ain't marrying her anyway, so her body count doesn't matter. Also, men are insecure about their sexual performance at this point. And, um, you know, I can't do anything about that. So men are insecure about was it was the other guy better? Was he bigger, larger paws and all that stuff? Uh, those things you will have to let die. You have to let those things die. And women will never tell you the truth anyway. Um, so it doesn't matter. I don't think it's something that it's never going to solve. So please be careful with some of those things. And uh, that comes from low self-esteem and not belief in yourself. And it can become, it's an issue that maybe you don't have any, you don't have any ability down there. So that could come from it too. But um, yeah, man, you, you, got, you got a mouth and a tongue so and fingers, so get to work. And a lot of women today, unfortunately, I'm going to make a great generalization. A lot of women don't get, use sex for stimulation for themselves. Yes, yeah, all ego. A lot of women, like every time a woman lays down for you, it is not for her to be satisfied. Now, if she knows the guy that is going to satisfy her the majority of the time, she'll reach out to that guy. She might not be committed to that guy. She might not even be married to that guy. But women use sex for a variety of reasons. We use sex for one reason and one reason only. It's pleasure. Now, a lot of things can come from that, which is children. We don't use Sex to procreate. We use it for pleasure. Men, it's almost always going to be for our pleasure. Women, on the other hand, can use it to reward, to punish, to set themselves up to get pregnant, to see you for gratification for themselves, to see you enjoy yourself for her own enjoyment, to set you up, to rob you, to kill you. All right. To <laughs> right. She got a lot of vibrators. And if she wants to get off, yep, she can use it to go to sleep. If, she, if a woman wants to get off, she can get off without you. She don't, yep, for revenge, to plot against you, to get paid, money, marriage, relationship, <laughs> right? Manipulation, to get paid for money. Dude, a woman can, a woman can have you, they have a variety of reasons to guilt you, to manipulate you, to apologize apologize they'll use sex to apologize 
a weapon. I mean, dude, there's a variety of reasons why a woman would take her panties down in front of you. It ain't to, for them to get pleased. They got toys for that. Trust me. For them to get knocked off in five minutes, they got toys for that. So in it, if she does have fun with you, fine. You will find that a lot of women are using, they like to see you get pleased, and that validates them. In fact, if you're with a woman that's like that and you never bust, and it takes you a long time to bust, her self-esteem will plummet. I know a lot of women like that, where they're like, hey, you know, this is this is nice for me, but I like when you... And so they'll wait in five minutes, 10 minutes, 15. Oh, I just can't get off, <laughs> right? You go Mr. Limpy on them. You lose your erection. It's your her self-esteem then went. She, she feels less than. She's like, what? <laughs> she figured you're going to bust in five strokes. You got a condom on. You're like, I can't feel nothing. Her self-esteem is like. Because she's not there for her pleasure. She there for her. She, she's there to see you. And her validation comes from, look, I got that ninja to bust quick. I got that ninja. <laughs> so understand women, man. They are not what we think they are. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And we out. Peace.